It's not bad, right? Not bad. <laughs> I it love her sets intro. the mood. <laughs> I love that you guys do it live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here with a guitar. Just yep, me just doing it. Playing it in front of the microphone. It it's amazing how good that sounds. So you couldn't good. believe that was a bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> One that hasn't been tuned in maybe a decade? I don't know. Maybe two. I don't know. I don't know the last time I tuned that thing. I don't play bass anymore. I just have no heart to sell it. I have things like that. Yeah, you're just like, I, I don't need it. And I don't. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast. I'm Kickstan. That's Biker Mike from Mars. And, and we, we are being. If you thought that was me that just said that, no, we are <laughs> we are joined by a by a person of my bloodline, and uh, <laughs> the the similarities are becoming more apparent as we talk. You look like you're growing a beard there. How's it going? <laughs> I can't grow a fucking beard. <laughs> He's not growing one while we're talking. <laughs> this took so long to do, and it sucks. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jesse Braun. I'm related to Devin, and I can't grow a beard. <laughs> can you? Neither no. can I, but it? I still do. I, I tried during the pandemic, and everyone except my dad said, cut it off. It was terrible. Except you're, that's when you knew no, that you're like, said, oh, i got to fucking cut it off. It's because no, my said, dad's the only one not saying to do He said, that it. looks really good. I'm glad you're following Christ now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That, Jesus had a beard. <laughs> Oh, it took you 33 years to get it, but you know, I don't know how old you are. I'm, just gonna I'm 38, so it was close. 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 At the start of the pandemic, you were, uh, yeah, 36 yeah, 35. and, yeah, 35. Yeah. I know. I had, like, bald spots and things like that going on, but I figured, like, yep. the longer it went, the more it would hide those things. And I just, I'm really lazy. Oh, does, growth yeah. personality though it does Kate it does allow you to adopt a different personality when you have a beard you're like I can do things <laughs> I threatened to, to shave it off once and my wife was like hold on a second it's like oh in the beginning me, no uh, this was I don't know maybe two three years ago oh but she was like hold on a second we, neither one of us know what's under there <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better the devil we know than the one we don't <laughs> So you are a brawn, and you can see the amazing brawn chin line. <coughs> Keep the beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here, uh, here's my issue. I am far too um, slender to have, have a double chin. And then the last time I shaved, I did have one. <laughs> and since that moment, I have not shaved. And I'm like, <laughs> if I do get a job where I have to shave, I'm going to be very lonely. <laughs> my wife's going to be like, don't, don't kiss me. <laughs> She so, told me to grow it. I had the exact opposite. That's why I do not have a beard or facial hair. Fair enough. I'd do yeah. it too. Exactly. All right. So the reason we have a guest is because he heard one of our episodes and was so offended that he felt he had to come on and confront us and say, hey, join the brawn cult. Which episode? <laughs> cult right, you, you messaged him. I don't you, know. You sent, me, you sent me a message. Oh, I said I was triggered. Yeah, you said and you were triggered, and I assumed it meant because you were super fentanyl. <laughs> that's most of our hate mail. <laughs> I, was, I was not offended. <laughs> yeah. Triggered. Yeah, so, yeah, what's the story there? You were, you were listening to the episode called entitled Cults! Exclamation marks. Hold on, real quick question. Have we offended you yet? Anything we said that offended you yet? No. Oh, no. <laughs> you're fucked Weird. up. We're not doing I'm our job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I, uh, yeah, I'm along the same line here. 
<laughs> well, that's terrifying. <laughs> I'm that's... not as blue collar, maybe, but I am. I'm, I'm, I'm along the same line. Yeah, we got a white collar here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, what thinking we, but you have been white collar. <laughs> I have been blue collar. You have been. I have been. You, you yes. know what? You're not like one of those guys who grew up with a lot of money. He was like, oh, I've never. <laughs> I don't even know what a claw hammer is. No, I definitely. I grew up um, carpenter, farmer ish. Not really. The Presbyterian background, all that good stuff. So I got the blue collar in me too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no cult episode. Um, was listening to it, and it just reminded me a lot of stuff from my childhood, a lot of misconceptions that people had about my family as we went through stuff. Okay. And um, I think you know some of the stories, so it'll be fun to have a chat, because we haven't, I don't think, ever really talked about no, this. No, we haven't. Which will be very this, interesting. This is so weird. Like, you know, you, <laughs> and I, super weird. you and I are related, you know, yeah. and, and some points in our life, I felt like, you know, we were good friends. Yeah. And just, you know, life and kids and different career paths sometimes you know, taken in divergent ways, but we never really sat down to chew the fat. I had an idea that perhaps you had, uh, gone through some kind of deconstruction or, or something like that, just cause some, from some comments you've made sure. not a few years back, but yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going to learn, uh, you know, well, I think so a lot about your so experience today. The reason I kind of wanted to come on then was basically to <coughs> let, allow you to do that. Um, I found, so maybe I'll give you the background. Um, I'm a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in, you know, the classic Christian family, if you want that one there. PK. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad took over from a, a pastor when he was, I must have been, I might not have even been born yet. It was very early. Anyway, so like my whole life. And so I was always uh, drowned in Christian philosophy, mostly uh, much like, I guess, like yourself, coming out of the old colony Mennonite background mm-hmm. and into more of a, just a evangelical Mennonite. Uh, my dad went through, I would say, his own, not deconstruction so much as searching for something more. And as I looked at it now, being able to understand, you know, being a dad and being a little older myself, he was probably just searching for something that he never had. And so when I was about 16, he went from regular evangelical Mennonite to, um, I'm not sure what you'd call it. I'll try to explain it, but it was, I, from, I guess from my perspective, yeah, from your perspective, what did it look like on the outside looking in? Like, I mean, I was young too. I was younger than you were at this time, just by a couple years, but, uh, like we spent time in your dad's church. Yeah, you know, uh, in here in town, right? Yeah, and I could sense there was a shift at some point, but I saw it just becoming more and more, more and more extreme mm-hmm. by by degrees. It didn't seem like it happened all at once, but like it's like I would just notice your dad's tone would become a little harsher when he's preaching. Sure. Or I noticed one day we went over to hang at your place, and there's no more TVs. Yeah. Or you things like that. What right? age was that? Because usually <coughs> so something I, like that's a very <laughs> noticeable for a child. Yeah. But like, I mean, for me too. Like what, looking at your family, I always knew. Like in our family lineage, your family was the most conservative. Yeah, you know, like sure, the women all wore skirts and dresses. Um, you know, always fully covered. Very not very always modest. though. Okay, if, I guess as far as, as far back yeah, as I so. can remember, because you guys moved away to Manitoba for a time. Yeah, that's true. So I don't really remember much before you guys got back. Yeah, so we were very, I would say, um, if you want to use the word normal, normal Christians, 
uh, except for being preacher's kids, until probably 1998, 2000, somewhere in there, when you saw that shift when we moved back from Manitoba. And my dad was pastoring here in town. And I remember distinctly one Christmas him preaching a, a sermon, and I don't know why he preached it, but he was preaching about how bad Christmas trees were. And all of a sudden, everybody was looking at him going, hold on a second, what's what's going on? What's different here? And he started to get more and more legalistic. That would be the best way to describe okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. So I uh, started to put in a bunch of rules that maybe don't make sense in the Christian world. And so I was 16 again uh, at that time. And you probably saw it progressively. I was like the frog in the fire where you don't really get it until it's a little too late. And also I'm like, what just happened? What is, I don't understand who these people are and I live with them and it's my family. Yeah. Like that's, that's strange. I mean, I have maybe a sense of that with my own parents kind of going the other direction, becoming more and more disillusioned with, with faith and, and with religion and with the legalistic parts of it. Mm-hmm. But it's until I realized like, okay, you know, you guys aren't the same as what I grew up with. And that just kind of took me by surprise when I realized it, but it, looking back, it was very progressive. It was weird contemplating on coming on here and thinking, now I'm close to the age dad was when he made a lot of those shifts. He was maybe a couple years older. And I kind of understand it a little more. Sometimes when you're just disillusioned with stuff, you're going to make choices that don't make sense. Mm. And at the time, he had a big family and he thought the best way to make sure that they all stayed on, quote unquote, the Christian path was to put in a bunch of rules. Get rid of the TV, get rid of Christmas, get rid of, uh, well, like you mentioned already, uh, make the women wear modest clothes because that way, you know, we're not making men stumble. (laughs) Mm. And just introducing a whole bunch of different rules and then just kept on clamping down, clamping down. And we we became the classic homeschooled weird family where you closed the doors on Halloween to make sure nobody showed up. Um, You handed out tracks in Walmart if you could and preach to people if you could. And you just, it, it became a place where, I remember distinctly one time I wore a red shirt to church and I got reamed out because the pastor that had come up from Manitoba had come from an Amish background where red was the devil's color and I shouldn't wear that. And so that it got to that level where I was like, I can't live in this anymore. And it, it really stuck a, uh, something in between us. And uh, you know, I eventually moved out and moved on. Mm-hmm. What what age did you actually get? I out moved out at, at nineteen. At nineteen, uh, okay. eighteen, which is a relatively 18, normal that's, that's, time that's for it. Yeah, yeah, like, and that, I should have. Yeah, that's but that's a normal time to kind of strike out on your own. You would think, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you, fair enough. So, did you get the gears for doing it? Like, were your parents Absolutely. like? So I was. I, I, I so number one, I'm not the kid then that I am now. <laughs> I was. Um, Everything I did was to honor my parents and to win their approval. Okay. I'm a people pleaser at the core. I've realized that afterwards. That's a brawn trait. <laughs> it's a brawn trait for sure. So thank you, Grandpa. I love you. Rest in peace. <laughs> but <laughs> it's something we got. But, you know, like, um, that's something that I... Yeah, and so it's stuck there for a long time. And then being, I, they left to go to Manitoba, and I'd had enough. I packed my Honda Civic. I moved out, and they came home, and I was gone. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I'm out of here. And uh, I mean, was it the right choice? Probably not, but it was what I had to do at the time. Yeah, at least that—that's yeah. the way you felt. You were like, "Hey, this is my only option. Yeah, as long as I want to be remain sane." Yeah. What? Well, what? What do you think? I think 
when you hear something like that, people think, oh, you're just going through a rebellious phase. It's yeah. like, no, I, from, from outside looking in now at my age and with what I know, I look at that and I'm like, no, that was your best way to honor them without driving yourself, to betraying your conscience or even going against, like how, how to do be you. Fair, at the time it was probably rebellious and I needed, I was just out. I'm like, okay. no, I don't care anymore. I'm done with this. Yeah. I don't want to understand it. I need to leave. Yeah. From the outside, like you said, the the piece that triggered me from your cult episode was people told me afterwards that it seemed like my family had become a cult. The mm, church they had okay. joined had the same legalistic rules. The people that they hung out with had a couple very charismatic preachers who preached brimstone and fire. I grew up in those, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> except like... All the rules that were so much beyond what the Bible ever teaches. Mm -hmm. uh, you must do this. You must do these things. You must do each and everything perfect or else you're going to hell. And if you're not this church, it's the only church you're going to hell. <laughs> and there was some metrics that when you guys I, were talking I, about it, I was like, oh, I can see why people saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you go to a church that says, if you don't go to this church, you're going to hell. Or if you don't believe exactly the way this denomination does, you're going to hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little culty, cult light. Yeah. Cult I mean, you can cult like thinking can sneak in in a lot of different way, different ways, and not even just in religious scenarios. I mean, like there's companies that can become absolute cults, or yeah. even just little family dynamics that become yeah. com become cult like, or you know, just random ministries or or brotherhoods or things like that. Like it's doesn't necessarily become a full-on cult, but it's very, very easy for that insular us versus them type of thing to, to happen. Or you can have people in it that start to use traditional cult-like manipulations to keep people around. And, and the thing is, most of the time it's incremental. It's such yeah. small incremental that they may not even realize they're <clears throat> doing it until you're got a little monastery and you're sleeping with everyone's wife. And it's <laughs> Actually, you should notice it before that point. <laughs> before, but, hey, back to my frog the in the water. Point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. That is that is part of you don't see it until you are out of it. Yeah. Maybe I left for the wrong reasons. Maybe it was a rebellious thing. But a few months later, when I went back, it was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. This is not even close to what the Bible's teaching anymore. Mm -hmm. There's so much extra, and I could see. Okay, yeah, it's 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 gone too far. You don't realize it when you're in it. So I can hundred percent. Uh, sympathize with people in actual cults, now, why they would stick around. Looking back yeah. at your younger self, when you left, did you do what every homeschool kid does and just go fucking nuts? No. No? No. That and so, is so question. That, no, it's a great question. And I think this is where, um, probably you'd be interested too, is where I think God came in and had a soft landing pad for me. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. Yeah. I wanted well, to. They all do. I thought. Not all, but. Yeah. Know. Like my craziest years, I never even drank till I was after married. What? Yeah. Yeah. So like, it wasn't like I ever went and did drugs or got partying or anything like that. We went to one party and we were all uncomfortable and left. <laughs> like, we're like, this is no good. We're going to leave. Our I can see an ankle. <laughs> There's an oh. ankle over there. I went to a nightclub once and I was like. I am the nun in the singles bar. <laughs> this place is not for me. Uh, later, people. I'm just going to go sit in the car until you're yeah. done. 
And no. I did. I went to the car. <laughs> no, that's not even. No, that's the opposite. That's weak sauce. I don't. I don't know. I guess I'm the. I okay. I'm also a PK, but I am the opposite of that. Where I'll be like, no, I'll go to the club. No, I'll go to the bar. I grew up in a small town where we had a. We had two bars. My friend's parents owned one of them, so I went and hung out there because that was all there was to do. We played pool and had horrible jukebox movie music. Yeah. But for some reason, I was saved far better because I knew how to handle myself in a nightclub. <laughs> I don't know how to dance, though. Do you say I was day, saved more better? More better, yeah. You were saved more better. Do you see what I live with, Jesse? (laughs) No, I just like the fact that you thought you were saved better. Uh, (laughs) More more gooder? (laughs) Sociologically, (laughs) I I, I could function better than you guys. (laughs) Yeah, no, I wanted to. Um, I was lucky that I had a really great bunch of friends, and they were like, no, that's not what we're going to do now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I actually had a longing, too. I didn't want to leave God. Mm-hmm. That was a big difference. Um, I knew that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so when I left, I was like, I remember thinking there must be cool Christians. It's not like all these stodgy old colony Mennonites or these legalistic, like this is the only way to be mm-hmm. yep. with Christ. The Bible reads really exciting. God seems cool. Like there, yeah. this is an all powerful God who created a whole nation that went out and did all sorts of stupid stuff, but he's still stuck with them. And it's, like, God is amazing. Yeah. So I knew that there was something else. And I was lucky enough to join up uh, with a team after we left. Like, I didn't really go to church for a bit after. Mm-hmm. But there was a ministry team out at the Blueberry Bible Camp. I don't know if you remember. They're, like, 20 minutes north of town here. Yeah. Kids clamp, camp. But there was a a man named uh, Dan Vike, And he was running the camp at the time. And he started just a thing for 19, 20-year-olds to study the Bible, pray, and do some ministry stuff. And I think that honestly was what kept me from going off the deep end, if you want to call it that way. Yeah. Because he started teaching us what the Bible really meant, what it really said, and gave us a good foundation for, I think, true Christianity, having a relationship with God, not, you know, not Sunday. all this extra stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Sunday plus Jesus plus everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... You leave town, or so you 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 pack up, move out of your home after mm-hmm. while your parents are are away, or your family's away. Uh, what happens next as far as your relationship? Because like I mean, you have lots of brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's a big family. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a Mennonite way. So <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> how, I guess in the years following that that decision that you made for yourself. Yeah. Uh, what what have you experienced as far as your own sense of identity relationship with family with with mm. all of that like how does how does that dynamic played out it's evolved a lot i mean that was now for 20 years ago yeah that's <laughs> like, a long it time did, doesn't now. it like creep up on you You're like oh yeah it was well, a couple of years ago and i was thinking about this before i came 20. on here because i knew <laughs> i knew you guys want to talk about this and i was like this is a part of me that for the past probably five six years i've buried deep and not explored so it's going to be interesting no matter what i do yeah. but as soon as you ask that question i immediately had a memory and that's about two weeks later going back home and saying hey you know obviously like they called me and were like where are you and all that stuff and i said oh i moved out here's why blah blah, blah. they still had me back home there was never like you're not family anymore or anything like that okay but i went back home and before i left to go to go back uh, into town dad was like okay just so you know um I know you've made this choice and I can't, I can't change that. You're old enough now that this is a choice you can make. 
you will not have any communication with your brothers and sisters in any way other than like, hi, how you doing? Hustle weather. I don't want you to influence them. I don't want you to give them the idea that this is okay. Don't talk to them. I took that seriously for a while, for quite a while, like five, six years probably. Wow. And I didn't. And it hurt and it sucked. And it. I didn't know my youngest. I still don't know my youngest sisters because of that. Because they were like, one of them was like one or two when I left. And the other was uh, three or four. Like they were just little. So I never got to know them over the next few years. And to this day, we don't have a great relationship because I don't know them. I don't know who they are. Um, that sucked. Yeah. No um, beyond that, afterwards, eventually I came to a place. Like I, and there's a bunch in between where I had to go through my own crisis of faith. Um, but when I came back through that and realized that who I am in God is not my parents, not my background, not my church, nothing like that. It's, it's mine and God's relationship. <laughs> And became comfortable in who I was. We started to build relationships with my siblings and stuff again. We're at a place now where we go over, we have a visit. We're, it's pretty good. It's not bad at all. Yeah. But God always has a plan. And through it, a few of my brothers reached out and said, hey, when you left, how'd you do it? what did you do? Why'd you do it? And so it's, I've had some really good conversations with them and actually helped a couple of them leave too. Even though... I mean, that's exactly against what I was told to do. And I had yeah. to make a choice and say, I think it's the right thing to do. I have to do it myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think there's been any regret on your parents' side on how they handled it? Because are you the oldest of yeah, your siblings? Yeah, I'm the oldest. Yeah. Okay. So they, yep. the, you were the test subject, essentially. Yeah. Really, honestly, uh, as a dad. Just yeah. like all of our <laughs> oldest kids, right? <laughs> yeah. like the oldest <laughs> is. I'm sorry. The oldest is the guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah. And so same sure thing with my is. son. There's things that I'm like, okay, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Do you think there's any kind of admitted regret from your father that he's been like, I didn't do this right. I, I messed up. He's never admitted to that. He has said, do you wish that I had sacrificed, basically we're forward. Do you wish that I'd sacrificed what I believe in so that you kids would have grown up in a more normal home? And I was like, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that how do you that's, say that's a hard question? To answer. No, that, that's Holy not. Holy shit! That's, that's that is, a, no, no, that is a complete. That's a. It's a. It's a strong. I don't like. I don't like the question because it sets a premise of you asking him to betray his faith and understanding. When you're like, hey, I wish we could have discussed this. I wish we could have had questions about what you believe. It is a loaded question. I don't like it. I don't. And I didn't, I wish we could have had those conversations, but it was always, this is what we are. This is what we believe, like it or get off the bus. But that's, that's where I have discussions. Well, I try, I try to guide my son in a lot of ways where I try to do the opposite of this is why I believe it. This is what the Bible says. And if you can think of something, ask me every question and I should be able to defend it. Not this is what we believe or get off. So that's, you guys mm, probably find this too. Yeah. I just ticked you (laughs) off. This is good. You probably find this too now raising your kids. A lot of what you were raised as influences exactly how you react or, or talk to your kids. I feel that I almost swing the other way where I want them to discover and learn for themselves and be able to defend for themselves from what they've learned, not from what I've told them. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say intentionally, but almost intentionally don't raise my kids in the word. Yeah, it sounds horrible. When I, I, say I know. That I, know I know what, what I mean. Exactly what you're saying. I'm the same way. I'm so I'm petrified of it because I don't want to turn into uh, a religious guru for my kid. Or I mean, 
that's not even the that's not the way. I don't want to turn into a religious tyrant to my kid. Yeah, I think if I can word it better, I want to. Yeah, <laughs> you don't like the I word want tyrant. To teach well, I like it because that's not what I want it's, to be, right? Yeah, yes. I want to teach them how to study the word and discover it for themselves instead yeah. of teach them what I think the word says. Yeah. Because when I teach them, my opinion comes out, my bias comes out. I'd rather you discover it and learn. Well, and we have those conversations that's open because that was never Well, look at what we me. did with the uh, Chris Date episode that we had. We were able to bring on this guy that I don't right. know if I agree with, but we had this discussion. So if my kid asked me, hey, dad, do you want, like somebody said, hey, do you even want to go to heaven? And I'm like, what do you mean by the word heaven? Pour how much you want. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get you smashed. <laughs> or do uh, I? He, he, he might... Okay, hold on. He said he hasn't worked through his story here, and last time somebody was working through something, <laughs> they needed me to drive them home. So Yeah. The, the, the deconstruction episode, I'm not going to lie. I spent some time in front of the porcelain god that night. I love that episode because I... Uh, I didn't obviously go through what you did, and I, I love I love your story, and thank you for sharing it. <laughs> but it did help me go. Oh yeah, us as men, that's what we do sometimes. Yeah, we have to go through those, mm -hmm. take all the shit that we learned, and then figure out what we actually believe and what's true. Yeah, and so I and love this kind of thing, so we can just talk about it. It's yeah, cool. and so like I was saying, um, when raising our kids, like. In the word, what does it mean? Well, these are nuanced discussions that we can have, and sometimes they're too complicated for kids. Yeah. But I also don't want to sugarcoat the Bible in some ways where you talk about Jonah and the whale. Me? Jonah's a bitch. Don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, you're definitely not supposed to like Jonah. You're not like, he's supposed not, to. He's not a sympathetic but they character. But are, they are taught in, in Sunday school. It's like, oh, he went the other way. It's like, no, no, he didn't just go the other way. No, he didn't just <laughs> go to Nineveh and, and preach the gospel and tell them whatever to repent and all this stuff. No, yeah. he went and got a nice view to watch it get destroyed. Yeah. Like Hoping it would. Hoping it would. <laughs> and I have a really hard time. So having these discussions with my kid, I'm not as blunt as I am here, obviously, but... I don't like these shallow Daddy, conversations. Daddy, did you say Jonah's a bitch? <laughs> a giant one. <laughs> Throbbing. I love, I love how in your mind Mike's kids have like an English I don't know why they do. Daddy. <laughs> Papa, can, you, can you please tell us the story of Jonah and the whale again? <laughs> He's such a little bitch. <laughs> Stop being a cunt. <laughs> My wife hates that word, but I think I can say it like that. If fun. you're doing a British accent, it's sanctioned. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so there's this nuanced discussion <clears throat> that a lot of people don't have with their kids. And they well, put up, I understand the barriers. That's the thing. I really do. To some extent. And to I, extent. I get, see, this but is I because it. I had the barriers so high and so hard yeah. <laughs> all around that I'm like, no, just you know, learn from your mistakes and that'll be fine. I'll be there to pick you up. I think, I and think I don't know if right, that's not right either. It, it's a, uh, I, the reason oh, I, I say I think I we're doing it right, it. we're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so a little bit of self-doubt is not a bad thing. But that's the thing. It's extreme self-doubt. It's, I can't have you question it. This is the way it is. Oh yeah. Because, because that, that fear isn't, that's not a, that's not a position you take out of confidence in your beliefs. So that, oh man, that's a good point. I mean, that's something I had to kind of get to in the last couple of years where we're going, oh, all of that, that was the reason dad went so hard was insecurity. Yeah. 
is not believing in what he truly preached or truly understanding it or understanding it and that was huge. that'll blow your mind as a kid who's been through that like, yeah. Uh, yeah when you, when you look at your dad as you know like just a pillar of will yeah. or you know well, of of certainty at the very least yeah it's it's a bit of a it's it, it it blows in one's mind to think, oh no, that's rooted in insecurity. Yeah. Like Where, that does change the game. Again, as of PK, my dad when he spoke and he still does, he speaks with a certain level of certainty of this authority. is the way it is, and yeah. authority, and and I almost believe him every time. And now I've gotten to this point where I'm like, no, I think I can butt up against him here, yeah. and we can have. But but they've since I can speak from the way I speak to. Yeah. I can have these discussions be like, no, I think it's more nuanced than what you're saying in this area. And we're able to have these discussions where he, I'm not saying he doesn't speak in authority because he does. He's a great man. I love my yeah. dad. But I can have these discussions and disagree with him. And I love that you can because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I've been crushed by comments so often that even now as my own man, my own family leader and all that stuff, there's things I will not discuss with him because I'm afraid that I'll get the rug pulled out from under me. Yeah. And so I just avoid it. Mm-hmm. And at some point I'm like, you know what? It's better for my mental health. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to avoid it. <laughs> and, and if you are going to do it, just I study mean, the shit out of it and be like, I understand the oh Bible. I've memorized the Bible. I don't know the point <laughs> but anymore. Even, yeah, We're just even trying to prove my yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. It, if it just gets to a point where it's just a jousting match where you're exactly. like, all right, I'm going to overthrow my father. Then that's the classic. Yeah, like, but if if that's <laughs> the attitude you're bringing to it, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, because you're getting stressed out for something you're not going to convince them otherwise. The for. fight's no longer worth the prize. Yeah, no. I'm going to try the minor. It's it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, it's it is quite nice. It's uh it's an Isla. Uh, it's Ooh. a Bow Bowmore Twelve. It's an Isla, so it's got a bit of peat, bit of yeah. smoke. Yeah, but it's super peaty. But it is not a Lafroy. It's I've not a lag. Three inches from my nose, it's and I can get the peat. Mm-hmm. Ridiculously smooth. Yeah, indubitably. Redeemably. Redeem. Indubitably. Indubitably. Indoubtably. Indoubtably. I swear, I've only had one. I'm just bad at the English language. Yeah. It's me, really and my, me and my run-on sentences. Oh, my wife was crit- criticizing. <laughs> she was criticizing my Facebook posts. She's like, you make some good points, but I can't get over your run-on sentences. <laughs> it's like, fair enough. It's like, yeah, and yeah. she's like, hey, Devin should tag his shit, because it doesn't say that it's you, and I know it's him, and it's not you. I'm like, what, I could be smart? And he's like, maybe it's not smart. I'm like, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I click see more like six times on that post. I'm like, it's too much, Devin. <laughs> no, he just writes so much shit. It's well said. It's great. Great for I know. here. <laughs> I know. Facebook's not uh, a blog. Kidding. Don't do it. Don't use it as such, but I can't help myself. And nobody sometimes. reads blogs anymore, I don't think. Should we start a, a, a blue collars blog? Well, you can my- tell which one's Mike and, well, Joan is a bitch. That's Mike. Nice. <laughs> well, my fear is making a strong statement. That is incorrect, and so I try to over nuance everything, and it's just <laughs> ooh, ooh, see, ooh, that right? first sip, first mm. sip feel. That was very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that called? Bowmore. Bowmore. Bowmore Twelve. Mm. Yeah. Anyone wants to try a good Scotch? Bowmore Twelve. Mm. Yeah, it's Grinch approved. Mm. It's a lot smoother than I thought it would be. I was looking for a little more Lafoyg kind of. Yeah, that one. That, that one kicks you in the teeth. Yeah, yeah there's no Lafoyg. Yeah, oh, that's that's what I like about that one though. Yeah, dangerous. 
Yeah. So anyway, this is appropriate scotch for today's conversation. <clears throat> it's, <laughs> it's it's smooth. It's, it's supporting. <laughs> yeah, because we we so smooth. <laughs> we so smooth. Segway. We're very supportive. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's, not as uh, We're acting as we twelve years old. <laughs> I mean, there's that. A little, a little juvenile. Yeah. Yeah, I know juvenile. That's a big word. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so get, getting back to our conversation. We rabbit trailed hard. Sorry. Uh, you mentioned your dad asking you not to speak to your siblings mm. and you taking that seriously and making the choice to step back. Now, that's one thing for you because yeah. you're the one making that choice. Do you have any idea what that was like for your siblings? Because <laughs> I, they didn't was... know about it. Exactly. They thought I just left. So they thought you were just being a dick. Absolutely. <clears throat> or a Pharisee. In a much know, nicer word. Yeah. yeah. They're... What's a nicer word than dick? I thought Pharisee. that was a... Pharisee. <laughs> that's, that works that's... pretty good. Thank you. Eh? Well, we're in Fort St. John. Liberal. Uh, <laughs> He's woke. Cut him off. We could just call him an isolationist. I don't know. Isolationist to be... <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there was conversations with my sister later where it was like, you just left and we never saw you again. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't allowed to come back. Otherwise, I had to come back and be all in, bought in, uh, get rid of anything that was me, strip my identity and become... Uh, the church was the charity church. Become a charity church person. Yeah, I have... I've heard of that church, that organization, actually through another... Interesting. <laughs> a, another connection yeah. that was not you guys. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. And that freaked the fuck out of me. Hearing about what it hearing, was and what Hearing it about what that person went through. Being, yeah. Okay, so he, this this guy that bumped into them, uh, he was somebody coming out of a worldly life, mm-hmm. uh, coming out of motorcycle clubs and drug addiction and stuff like that. And so he came across a, I don't want to say colony, but... Uh, you know, uh, close enough. Okay, a colony of people, a church, <clears throat> yeah. church. But it, you know, it's it's homes. It's, yeah. it's an isolated community. A community. Okay, I'll say community. He came across a community of people connected to the charity, and at first, like he was just really charmed by their devotion and by their you know honesty it's, and love for God. I've been to their Bible school things. Their one week thing, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. Yeah, and charismatic. Yeah, and... Attractive. So, yeah, in the process of kind of being wooed there, I think he went there to do, like, a job or something and then start to go to their church service and you get pulled in for FOSPA, things like that. FOSPA? French (laughs) guy, it it means buns. It's a a blue-collar charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. (laughs) Yeah, like, when I see a charcuterie board, I'm like, it's fucking fancy FOSPA, get over yourself. Peanut butter and strawberry jam. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not I'm like, the only one. Come I'm like, on, that's you know, what we, we ate on things. Sundays. <laughs> My wife hates Fosma. She's like, that's a pretend meal. Yeah, and, s- <laughs> and so is a charcuterie board. Yeah, it's true. You pretentious, bougie restaurants <laughs> with your stupid Fosma. Shut up. Just call it Fosma. <laughs> okay, right. sorry. I triggered. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Obviously, I've got some unresolved Fosma issues. <laughs> That's so good. I want to try one just because. Can I get? Can, can your wife bring a FOSPA? On a oh, spi- no, can she no, bring no, a spite no. One? She would not. No, it's she's not it's, Mennonite like at all. It's cold cuts. It's buns. 
like oh. little, little gherkin pickles and uh, you've got like peanut butter and jam and stuff you put on your buns. You can make a sandwich if you want to, but it's just, okay. it's an easy supper. It's an easy Sunday supper. So nobody has to cook mm-hmm. while you're visiting <sighs> after church. So, so it is just lazy. All yeah. right. All right. Just what? I guess it's I the closest, the, it's the the closest thing we have. I'm to sorry. St- <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, Hasidic Jews. On Sabbath, they yeah. don't do anything that day. A lot of meal it's prep. All, it's <laughs> it's it's a remnant of that. Of, it's, it's I'm Sabbath killing myself thing. because you just got out of the rabbit hole and you just jumped head <laughs> no, first. That was my fault. And it, that this, was my fault. I, I'm going to take ownership of that one. All right. That is fun. the number one criticism this podcast gets. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nonstop at rabbit hole. Rabbit trail. Rabbit hole? It's, it's no, no, no. We say rabbit hole around that's here. That's a whole different thing. I don't know. I caught a rabbit. I learned what a new word, so. <laughs> new one. Okay, go back. Go back. We got oh, this. Oh, anyway. Yeah, and it got to the point where he was really interested in joining them. And when he learned what they wanted of him mm-hmm. to to live with them or to join their church and stuff like that, like, it scared the crap out of him. But and did they promise so, a wife? Did they promise no. him a wife? They no, didn't no, 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 do no. that. No, no. no. The, I mean, they're, they're loyal people. They're good to their wives, at, at least No, as but did as... they promise him a wife? Like, hey, you can Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he totally was just like, yeah, if you come around here, we'll find you a good woman. You can settle down. Oh, so they did. But no, they, they wanted him to sell everything he had and actually give all of the money to them. Well, that's what, the, that's what Jesus to... said. So that's a good point, actually. Um, one of the guys that left that I chatted with for a long time, um, I don't know. Nobody on my here knows my background. I sell life insurance. So I was chatting with this guy about life insurance. Mm-hmm. And he said, I absolutely 100. He's an ex-charity church guy. Came from my dad's church. 100% believe you need to have that. He said, because it protects you from people in your church who think because you did a good job with your money, you owe it to them to help them out when they didn't plan for it. And I was like, oh, Ooh. there's a story here. So we started going oh. down that rabbit hole. And that was exactly what happened is the church said, look, this person is hurting. They have cancer, whatever it is. Obviously, they didn't pray enough, so they got sick. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they needed to have a pile of treatments, and they said, we're going to raise money, and we're going to do it internally, and the church will do it, except there's a, a most of them are fairly not well off. No. Mm-hmm. And so it all fell so on this guy. And so it all comes on the guy and because that has the money. he was a Christian who was in their church, it was his God-given responsibility to care for them. And he... I don't know how much it was, but it was over a hundred grand for sure yeah. that he gave uh, to help them out. And he got a thank you. And next time we'll see you again. <laughs> he said, I'm done. That's not something's yeah. wrong here. So anyway, that is part of it. That is uh, some of what that church entails. It's just a small part of it. Yeah. Well, as, there's, there's as always, an there's idea. All, there should never be just one thing. No. So that, and, you know, and I don't, nice to I don't want to make more. this just like a charity lamb basting podcast. Are they we around say everything that they're wrong with? I think... If Maybe they're under some... a new name or a new, that's fine. We don't have to yeah, mention it. I, don't I just know. don't know if they're even... I know that they preached really hard that you will know them by their fruits and eventually they all broke apart. So I guess they, they are a... fruit. <laughs> they... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, where's your fruit? <laughs> hey, fuck. <laughs> I was going to say fuck ours, but that's not a fair yeah. representation. So anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, like that was, ex- when I found out what organization he was dealing with, it instantly rang a bell for me and I'm like oh okay yeah that's where that was yeah so that that just gave me a point of context for what your family was involved in so to take that point of context further at at one point a few years back and I think this was a a catalyst for my dad actually kind of 
getting back to somewhat normal, not all the way, but he's, he's, you know, he's coming back to something. Um, the charity quote unquote charity church split from his church because he was going too legalistic for them. Mm. He had imported rules and things that their church had to do. And they'd grown to a few, like quite a few families. They'd outgrown their church and it became this big issue. and, And that's when some of my brothers left too. And they said, this is, it's gone too far. Something is wrong here. And then I think he had to do some real soul searching and maybe he found out he was a little bit wrong and backed off a bit, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a little bit of a lack of faith when it comes to putting up that many safeguards that you're not able to give any kind of room for discussion, room for dissension. When yeah. you don't have any room for dissension, well, surely you're going to find it because when it comes up, it's going to surprise you and catch you off guard in ways you're not ready for because you're not polished in your arguments. Your arguments are rough. And so it, it, it's really not fair to the person putting them up because you're like, dude, you are not helping yourself. You're setting yourself up for failure. So, yeah, knowing that there's these many safeguards the guys are putting up without actually understanding it, it's, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I couldn't imagine... No, I can't. Yes, imagine. I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> I was about to say I couldn't. <laughs> because, like, you know, that, that cult episode that we did was not in reference to anything going on on your side of the, I know of the table here. Absolutely. It's just funny how there's almost like a playbook. You know, there's <laughs> there there's, con- there's there's common tropes, common behaviors that, yeah. that come along with that. And Well, the attraction, like you said, is community. Number one, we all as <clears throat> humans need community. Oh, yeah. And for whatever reason, all of these cult lights, cult-ish places have amazing community when they yeah. all believe what they do for the short period of time it is they're all pulling on the same rope yeah, yeah. and there's and always there's always want. a moment like a, you, you almost look back you're like oh there was a golden year <laughs> you yeah. know or, oh, or yeah. something like that you're like, where it was like firing on all cylinders and you're like oh if i could have just kept like that yeah and you try and you know you try and when you're in it you try and think oh we can get back there so we what can get back saying, there we can get back there but it it continues to spiral further mm-hmm. out and it never comes religion like, that's a pipe dream religion is drugs <laughs> yes that's what you're saying cuz you're always chasing <laughs> Actually, that I high. quite I quite like the r word uh you know religion itself but i will say that there are feelings that come along with there there's feelings that come along with something that you're doing with a belief and when you get to the point where, you know, you as a community or you as a person or especially a leader is chasing the dragon, at that point, you're no longer in the true religion. Yeah. You are, you're, you're off in a cult. <laughs> you know, yeah. when, you're, when you're chasing the dragon, trying to get back and trying to control, trying to grasp. Yeah. And of course, the I'm thing gonna... that is the Holy Spirit, you're going to find it's like jello in your fingers and keep squishing out. Like it's because you're trying to create something instead yeah. of actually living. You in have the to be still and let the Holy Spirit come to you. You cannot yeah. make the Holy Spirit do what you want because yeah. that would make you God. Yeah, and <laughs> it doesn't work. It's like vapor. You know, yeah. you think you get there. You see when you see a cloud, you're like, "There's a cloud there, awesome." Or there's a rainbow there. That is a thing. And then you go to it, and it is not there anymore. And then you see it further along. You can trip yourself into this thing and chase it and chase it and chase it and chase it and chase yeah. it until you realize, like, I am so far away from where I should be. Yeah, it's you're chasing a mirage. Yeah, and then you get so obsessed with it that you ignore things that are truly important. Yeah, and wreck your life. 
Are you guys calling me out for my severe cocaine usage? I yes. just really don't appreciate how you did it. If you're going to call me out for it, just fucking do it. Now. Well, when we <laughs> finally, <laughs> my God, the whole podcast <laughs> since episode one has all been about that. Finally, he clued in. <laughs> I don't even like it. It just smells good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Just going to put it out there. Never done coke. Just joke. I was going to defend the, the whole statement of calling religion a drug because because when I hear that, I think of Karl Marx saying that religion is the opioid of the masses or something. Oh, I wasn't even referencing that. I know, but it's what I... <laughs> fucking don't even <laughs> patronize me. Uh, but when I hear that, I'm like, oh, it's a red flag. But at the same time, let's chase this thought in what you're talking about when you're trying to really... I'm like, okay, I hear what you're saying. All right. And it's not just religion. You can do that with oh, politics. Well, sociological structures like so, this. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, any sociological structure that you're chasing after can turn into that. It's yeah. not, it's not, I don't want to just be so pessimistic that I think like every structure is a cult. No, like <laughs> if you get that point, you're too jaded. <laughs> you're too far gone. Like you're gone the other way now. Yeah. But you know, it's anything can be that. But, like, there are certain things in culture right now, like, you know, right now, the opiate, opiate of the masses isn't religion, it's Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, yeah. It's your favorite politician that you follow waiting for bated breath for the next fucked up thing. Or that political commentator. Say. Political, political commentators. Yeah. Not even the actual politicians, like, but the people following them. Right now, that's the opiate and of I'm the masses. I'm a huge fan. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I follow a few, and they they are fun. I, like, I look forward yeah, to what they have to say. Those are the new religious teams. It's left versus right. It's yeah. MAGA versus you know Black Lives Matter. Like, and you can see the the faith like fervor that these things can drum up too. So nobody's immune from that, yeah. even if you think you're religious or not. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting because what's the solution? Right here, right this, this, right, right here. I'm gonna sound yeah. like I know, like a know-it-all and a pretentious <laughs> douchebag, but common sense. <laughs> no, no, common sense so isn't common enough. I, I actually wanted to use it as kind of a segue. Um, I didn't stay in the place of like um, left on the side of the road thing. I had to come back to Christ and understand like where God loves me, and that's okay. Mm. Um, but one of the things we did was. A, a Bible study that really the only thing that truly stuck out to me was there's three things in religion. There's something to die for, something to discuss, no, four, sorry, something to die for, something to discuss, something to debate, and something to dismiss in all of our arguments and all of our conversations about whatever it is. Yeah. And at first it was just about religion. Like, okay, Jesus is God. He died for us. He saved us. We die for that. That's, that's, that's just part of our, if you don't have that, you're not. Yeah. Right, it's not mm-hmm. it. Or Chris State, you know, um, annihilationism versus eternal conscious torment. Okay, I'll I'll discuss and maybe debate it. I won't throw that out, and I'm not going to die on, on a hill for that no. theory. Yeah, that can be with politics and all sorts of things too. Why is it we all now need to die for every little thing? It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's maybe okay that thing. I don't think that the pure polyvie is the like messiah oh he's such right? a douchebag i'm or, sorry or I've jt said, is i think i said it 
Antichrist or whatever. Like, I don't have to die for either side. It's yeah. like, it's okay to have a middle ground. Did you know that? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Well, with so the, strange. W- quick yeah. one with Pierre Polyev. Everyone's like, I'm a conservative. I can't say his name. I'm voting. Right. I call him Mr. Popery. Popery. <laughs> I from, can't pronounce his name. I'm from uh, the area. Heck, I even know somebody who helped run part of his campaign trail and some of that shit. And so he was a bit of a womanizer back in the day, apparently. Alleged. I don't know. Anyways, listening to him, I'm like, oh, he's a douchebag. But he's our douchebag. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to die for that guy. <laughs> Make Canada great again. Ride or die. Because <laughs> remember, loyalty above all else yeah, is the greatest oh, virtue. fucking getting me triggered, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying to. You're just right trying now. to get me I'm triggered on to. that one. So all this right. is, we're not on video here, but I watched Mike change shades. There. <laughs> I was accused of disloyalty because I was that... Cardinal sin, as was I. It's I was accused at one point of... of being disloyal simply because I was I was on blast. I was on blast in a conversation, private conversation, because that's the way I have my conversations. And privately on a podcast. No, no, no I'm oh, not okay. giving any kind of thing. And this guy <laughs> accused me of being disloyal, and I'm like, I'm loyal to God alone because I was on blast. He was looking for an answer. I'm like, God alone, like he's my number one. And I think yeah. in my mind it was the your love for all others will look like hate compared to your love for me. So my loyalty to him is going to look like betrayal to everything else in my life is the way that my mind Mm -hmm. reacted in this moment. And I was like, being called disloyal to just, I hate it. I'm like, I am, I am loyal to a fault where it's almost self. I've, I've gone against myself. Yeah. I, I would say like, as, as a friend of yours, you're one of, if not the most loyal person I've ever met. Yeah, as as a character trait, <laughs> to a fault. Yeah, I would almost put it to a fault. To yeah, I, I, mm. yeah, quite likely. But it's it's part of the makeup of who you are. Yeah, and so when somebody calls you disloyal, I look at them and they lose all credibility in in my estimation. It it just evaporates entirely because I'm like you you don't know this person. You don't know how loyal they are to you for one, let alone to everybody in his circle like no it's uh yeah, yeah you're 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 really out to lunch here and you're stretching it yeah and i i've i have put myself in i know i have put myself <coughs> in situations where i've gone to bat for people and even i'm like no no you're wrong here i don't care what you think you're saying you don't know this guy like mm-hmm. i know him <laughs> and, and I'm like, even if it's not even 100 percent true i did that for a fighter one time this uh this guy <laughs> He was wanted to get into fighting. I'm like, I got a great fighter. He's really awesome, and I'm promoting him. And then he goes and he steps in the cage. And he does a little bit of training. And the promoter that I was talking to came to me. He's like, "You said he was the greatest." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 trying to get you to take him on." <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him in my say? life. Oh. I've never seen him fight. I just I'm not going to tell you somebody's profoundly mediocre and like, to get you to invest in them. <laughs> Um, and then, then the guy went on to be an amateur champion in his weight division. Like, he didn't just sit on the sidelines. He, he went the distance. Profoundly mediocre. <laughs> Profound, <laughs> profoundly mediocre. That's good. No, just like multiple multiple champion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, and it, it, it's one of those things of, no, I'm, if I'm in your corner, fuck it, I'm in your corner. I'm, I'm getting punched in the face. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry for trying to trigger you. <laughs> it was too much fun, though. <laughs> But oh. like, but when you've been through those things, like there is a level of trauma that sits with you for a while. I mean, obviously talking to you, I'm, I'm hearing that a lot of the stuff you've kind of 
let go by the wayside because yeah. a lot of a lot of the heat of this stuff happened feels like a lifetime ago. It does. I, I mean, for Mike and I, it's, it's all still pretty fresh. Yeah, and yeah, but we've worked through it. That's the difference. We're trying well, to at least. Well, number one, you're talking about it. <clears throat> yeah. So that helps. I didn't talk to anybody for a long time. Instead, I just stuck different people on pedestals because, like we alluded to earlier, people pleaser. So as soon as I didn't have my dad, who was my hero, because that's, you know, when you're growing up, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And when it wasn't him, then I had to do it to somebody else. So it just happened to be the pastor of our church, right? Yeah. That's the new religious hero. And then he went and had sex with his secretary and I went, huh. Oh, I know that church. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Not naming any names. So, I don't know uh, his name. I just know so the if church. So that's, if that's one Christian on that side and that's the other hero Christian, then, you know, screw this all because what's the point? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So okay. So how do you get over that? Oddly, podcast. <laughs> we were talking about this before, actually. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, I, I started listening to Bad Christian, and I would not recommend them to anyone, but at the time, it was exactly what I needed. I I'll That's like our it. podcast. Right. So <laughs> I, for, I, I don't know, I don't know if that's the case for me. I think maybe they were part of my problem. <laughs> so, so, but do you think, and, I, and this is a question for you, do you think that being part of the problem that led you oh, to it was that actually, deconstruction okay, was a good thing? Fair enough. Fair enough. Because that's what it did for me. Like, yeah. Like I, I started listening to them because they were entertaining and yep. were connected with, uh, with a band that I, you know, listened to a little yep. bit back in the day. So I thought it was kind of neat that I was hearing like, you know, kind of like inside baseball and what their life was like exactly. and, and, and all that. And, you know, they would bring on people to talk on their podcast. At the time, they weren't as they weren't as far, far down the line as no. they are now. I think we might have been listening at like the same time. It might have been. Yeah. And I could see actually the change there too, right? Like yeah. a, a train of thought diverged by a degree. Yeah. But at the same time, like listening to some of the guests that they brought on got me thinking about faith in a different way yeah. and I started catching questions and thinking about that and be like yeah no that actually doesn't make a lot of sense or yeah. that atheist is making pretty good yeah. uh, pretty good sense there and I mean from there obviously like those bad Christian guys like they're they're exactly like Mike and I they talk a lot of shit <laughs> and they don't really know much but the the rabbit hole that I went down pulled in actual heavy hitters mm-hmm. that I started listening to and engaging their thoughts and their arguments and stuff like that. And that's when shit got real. And I think, and I really respect that about you is you went and found it. You, you studied it. You went and got the heavy hitters. You went through some crap. I didn't so much. I just was like, Hey, I can ask these questions and it's okay. Like it's fine. It's not fine. Hold on. How do I say that properly? (laughs) It's not fine that the, the pastor went and had sex with the secretary. <laughs> That's not right. But <laughs> nobody else is following. He's allowed, that. He's allowed he's to be oh, a bad. human. Yeah. He's allowed to be a human and he can still Oh wait. David was a the man after God's own heart. He had some issues. Okay, wait a second. I I'm okay to doubt and still be a Christian. I won't lose my salvation yeah. by asking oh, man. hard questions. And yeah. that's I felt like for like six years, probably it was like, all I was being told was just trust. You don't need to know it all now. Just trust, just trust until I, referencing back that one about debate, uh, def, def, the D's, the four D's. Discuss. Yeah. yeah. Discuss. Discuss, debate. Just, then it was uh, like, dismiss. okay, this kind of makes <clears throat> sense. I don't have to agree with every Christian. I don't have to agree with the pastor on everything just to be considered a Christian. I have to know that God died for me. I'm going to heaven because I love him and I, I want to live for him as much as I can. And the rest of that stuff's all noise. Yeah. 
I didn't have to, <laughs> I didn't have to rip it apart like Devin did. And I've only watched it from the outside a little bit and I really respect what you've done. So yeah. And he yeah. really put himself, he put himself on the, and uh, you put yourself out there. Yeah. I had a bad there. habit of causing myself headache. <laughs> But I think with... There it would have been a lot easier if I kept my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> there is something to be said, though, working through your story. Jordan Peterson talks about it when he talks about actually verbalizing guy. it. You hate that I'm guy? Just, I'm just kidding. Huh. <laughs> like, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I was going to have a lot of questions. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now turned They're into trigger my How dare you cast aspersion over St. Peterson? <laughs> <laughs> Where he talks about working through your stories and actually verbalizing and talking them through. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing of getting that opportunity to sit there. And, okay, what did I go through? What was this actually like? What was my experience? Because I built it up in my head in this yeah. one way. But is it actually 100% true? Is it genuine? Because the way you experience something and how it actually happened are can be two different things, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say. So I'm going to say it again. <sighs> if I can remember it, <laughs> how you experience things and how it actually happened aren't always the same. Oh, that, that's a very true point. I, our, our sense of, our sense of reality can be horrifically, uh, inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I had, to, I had to work. I'm like, did I say that right? Yeah, I did. That was really well. Yeah, very well. <laughs> I'm fucking smart. Very, very eloquent. <laughs> you are the, of the two bronze here, you're the brain. <laughs> Patronizing fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so. I feel like I've done some work stroking your ego here on this podcast. <laughs> don't worry. I keep deflating it. I'm fine. I won't, <laughs> I won't allow it to get big because I don't. I will not. It's a self-deprecating defense mechanism. And I recognize it for what it is. Yeah. Anyways, so pedestal. How many guys did you put on your pedestal after your dad? Because you you went from one to the next. Was there anybody in your adolescence, like before your father, hijacked it? Hmm. Before my dad was my pedestal? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, there was nothing. I, don't, I really don't think so. Because I know I put, I took my, my dad off mine because of the early rebellious stages of my life of, I don't want to be anything like my dad. Right. So I, in I, some I ways dis- I feel, in some ways I feel jealous because you had an actual rebellion <laughs> in your youth. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I went to Bible school. I was the good kid. My rebellion was listening to Backstreet Boys and making up a dance. <laughs> what? Well, oh, have admitted sorry. That one. <laughs> Can you demonstrate? Do you remember oh, it? No. Can you sure get the Zoom going? It was just literally like, you cannot listen to music. You can't have rock. You can't have this. So I like closed the door of my bedroom and turned on 98.5, which had Backstreet Boys at the time. Yeah. I'm like dancing. Oh, oh It was so bad. I so have, bad. I have, that was my rebellious <laughs> stage. All right. I was listening to Ace of Bass and Shania Twain. Okay, when, thank in you. In the early was... 90s, I saw the sign. Yeah. That was my jam. Ace of Bass, baby. <laughs> I have this memory of listening to DC Talk's Supernatural album mm. uh, in my bedroom. This was this would have been when my parents were going to the church that your dad led here in Fort St. John. <clears throat> and the, the worship leader happened to be there for dinner that night. <laughs> and I come out of my room and they're in the middle of a rather intense discussion about the virtues... Of my musical choices. <laughs> Are anyone defending you at all? Yeah, my my dad defended. Absolutely. Oh, he, he was there. 
All right. I just, I just wanted <laughs> to make amazing. sure that they weren't like all like, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> no, I mean, because like my parents, like they, like they would bring me to the Christian bookstore to buy CDs, you know, knowing that. Oh, your story about the Christian bookstore the other day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was so good. It brings I back memories so much. walking eh? into that store all the time and, and buying. Yeah, the bookshelf. Um, I think it was Striper where the wax, um, there's the album where the wax is oh, peeling reborn? off. Yes, Reborn. Yeah. And I remember just kind of looking at that and looking at the guy and being like, I wonder if he knows it's on the shelf. <laughs> I'll just go buy it before he notices. <laughs> So good. <laughs> it actually is a really good album. I, it I, is. I can think of a couple a couple hooks from it right now. And it's yeah. like, oh yeah, that one sounds a little Megadeth. Oh, that was classic Striper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Stuff. So your parents were defending your music to this this guy. Yeah, this but they, but they they were debating listening to to things that sounded secular. You know, uh, not just being hymns. Or I remember debates. It wasn't particularly at that table, but I remember discussions and debates about whether or not drums belonged in music mm-hmm. because it was rhythmic and not melodic or not harmonic. As the mm-hmm. Bible said, sing a melody. You have a beautiful harmony. It doesn't say anything about rhythm. Therefore, drums weren't something that belonged in music at all. And you think about that, and you know, if you're impressionable or very literalistic and trying to give the benefit of the doubt to the expert in your presence, you can say, okay, yeah, I guess maybe so. But you think about it, no matter what. They didn't all, mention fucking cars in the Bible. All music has a rhythm. Like, <laughs> even even the, like as smooth a melody as possible, it's to a time, it's yep. to a beat, it's to a rhythm. Rhythm is a part of music. It's, it's inextricable. Yes, but w- with that logic and with that argument, they didn't mention cars in the Bible, so you better fucking hop on your horse because they did mention that. Oh, they didn't so I think mention that was, planes. I, I think that was considered. <laughs> <laughs> There's a time. So that was the rock thing was always, like any kind of music with yeah. drums. Cause I it know, was the back that was something beat. you and I always had solidarity oh. on. <laughs> Yeah, I remember it's always in DC talk. Another, well, you, Greg, I don't know if you guys, if you, yeah, yeah. you know Greg. Oh, we know Greg. 100%. Yeah, yeah. so hardball. That's, that's, hardball. Yeah. We did a Christmas exchange, like, the last year we celebrated Christmas before it was deemed the devil's holiday. <laughs> and we had a, just a, a cousin's gift exchange. And Greg bought me a third day CD. So, third day, heavy metal, you know, the nickelback of Christianity. <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. And I remember sitting, I listened to it a couple times, and I mean, I liked it. Was there a little bit of guilt? Did you feel a little guilt for listening to it? I felt so guilty because my parents (laughs) said, wait until we can listen to it with you. And um, it was better than the Backstreet Boys I'd been dancing to. So (laughs) they sat me down and listened to the album end to end, looking for anything that could be considered secular, and then listening for the beat, because there's a backbeat on rock and roll, and they told me that was, you know, sensual and wrong, yeah. and made me burn the CD. Literally, not like MP3. No, throw it in the fire, burn it. <laughs> Just like, make me a copy. Yeah. So my, my <laughs> comment always was, well, what about Psalm 150? That's what I was trying to look up here. You know, praise him with the sounding of trumpet and the harp and the lyre and the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. And... Apparently that's not part of their Bible. No, no, they they, they left that part out because yeah. that's too. No, they didn't. How dare you use symbols. the Bible against us? Yeah. Don't don't speak Fuck. that. Yeah, but I mean that that really was angry. perennially. <laughs> yeah. That was perennially an issue. Like you know, for, for me a as a, as a rock and roll lover and metalhead, yeah. you know that was something until I just stopped giving a fuck. Was always a debate. Yeah, like you know, it just. That was the, but that was just the water we grew up in. Like even even our, our other family members, even my parents didn't always understand. Yeah. Because, like they, they grew up in a different 
just spirit, you know? Yeah, like that, a, there I think was that's a good word for it. Yeah, that's just... And yeah, for them, it was always like, you know, this is what they were taught. This is what they experienced. And so seeing us flirt with this stuff was very yeah. uncomfortable for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And so some of them took it and defended <clears throat> like your parents did, or they had to make their own choices about, okay, what is this for our families? My dad just said, nope, throw it all out with the bathwater. I don't care if it's good or bad or what, just toss it all. Like you said, get rid of the TV for real because, you know, you might see a commercial during Hockey Night in Canada. And get rid of everything. And so your dad wasn't were. a hockey fan or he just he loved, like... He actually did. He loved hockey. So mm-hmm. he he felt like he was making a sacrifice too then. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. My I mean, dad was in some a, ways, I actually have a lot of respect for your father. <laughs> like, there's some things He that, took a stand and he went with it. And he... Now that I've grown up and understand it more, I do too. Yeah. For sure. Like, there was a moment where I was thinking of getting in touch with your father and having a conversation, asking him, like, what was this like for you to essentially take your family into a different religious stream? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, because being somebody that's lost where I was at and was looking for something more, you know, like, it's like, do I do that alone? Do yeah. Like, do I do that with my family? Do I do that with my son? Do I do I take them along with me? Or do I hold myself hostage because mm-hmm. I don't want to bring them with me? Do we split up spiritually? Like, like, all these questions were mulling around in my mind, and I honestly don't have answers for them. And I was like, I wonder what Uncle John would say. <laughs> Can I say I'm really glad you didn't? <laughs> 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 so I'm not sure how late in the episode anybody's listening here or how personal you want to get. <laughs> how comfortable are you with just hey, taking you, this Let's down? just shoot the shit. Okay. Go. If, 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 if it gets too far, I, you want I've to literally, you know, I, 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 edit, I will edit. You'll but edit it out because we're all drunk. If, no, no, I'm not okay. even close. No, I know but, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I've shed tears on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. He's sitting okay. there trying to pour whiskey so, with the lid still on. <laughs> we're this, fine. I feel bad because now it's like Mike listening to a family therapy session. No, 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 no. People love this shit. They just don't know it yet. Um, your dad and my dad had some stuff way back, right? Like when your parents were going through things and different, different stuff. Mm-hmm. When they, when dad left and your dad, I guess, I think they fell out. That would be my understanding is they fell out a little bit and there was some hurt feelings. And I remember specifically a family get together where dad came. I, you probably remember in grandma and grandpa's basement and basically told the whole family that they were wrong. And just I, okay, so that day, I remember the fallout of it, but I remember leaving that family gathering, I don't know, maybe half hour, an hour before that happened. Oh, you, you weren't there. I wasn't there. Oh, wow. I've only ever heard, like, because, like, our family doesn't, our family doesn't do what we're doing right now. They don't talk very well. <laughs> so I've only heard references Lucky. to this okay. family meeting in hushed tones before. Right. And so I they wouldn't even discuss it in the fa- after yeah. the fact. So he basically came in and said everything they were doing was sending them to hell and they better change. And that's like the very the short version. I can't remember it all. I was mortified as a kid, you know, trying to Oh no, my you cousins will think I'm, I know. I was like, I was, that was a, well, that was no, a, you're right. I was a first year college Okay, so yeah, we were definitely a little older. Yeah, that was... Either way, there was a big falling out with with your dad and my dad because of all the stuff that went on. And I never knew my dad cared about it because he just never acted like he did. Like, he had his church and that was his thing. But your dad eventually one day came through, and I know I love 
where he went and came from, like, kind of came back to God and, you know, he's been pretty strong in that too. But he went to my dad and apologized for the way he had treated him years back when dad left the regular Christians. That stroked my dad's ego so much. Oh, no. It was horrible. Because he had kind of come back to starting to be like, okay, maybe I've been taking this too far. And it was like this bias for him where he was like, guess what? A confirmation my bias. brother came to me and said, I was right. And I was right. But that's, not, it, that's not exactly what happened. Of course not. But that's what, hap- what he saw. Oh, that... So that that's disapp- the stuff that frustrates oh, me. That disappoints me. I told you this me. becomes a family like yeah. uh, therapy That session. disappoints <laughs> yeah. me so much. Not just because that's something that your yeah your your dad took from that, but it disappoints me so much because like, oh okay, that's it's not how it was at that's, all. That's uh, I, I I hear you say that, and I'm like, oh, that's not John talking. That's narcissism, right? Uh, that's that's that, exactly what unfortunately any person been. that is dealing with narcissism yeah. would take away from that. And I know people, too, very strongly in particular, where that's exactly what they would say. And in fact, I've heard them say verbatim the yeah. kind of thing. As soon as somebody in good faith who doesn't think like they do approaches them to try and mend the fence... Exactly. It's, even it's apologize not, for any kind of wrongdoing they've yeah, done. They're like, hey, exactly. man, I'm sorry for yeah, the way they, I reacted they don't to this. Not saying that. you're right. I'm yeah. saying I'm sorry for the way I acted yeah. in this session. Yeah, they, they hear that. And instead of hearing the words that are coming out of the mouth, they hear, I am vindicated. Yeah, I was for right. For everything. I, I was right. I am on the right path. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's... It... <sighs> It sucked yeah, when I heard this. Are you getting that's triggered that. there, Devin? Yeah, I am. <laughs> well, that's right. why I said, because where do you want to go on this? I'm sorry, but... I, no. I am <laughs> triggered by that because, like, when a guy is like that and yep. when a guy like that has authority, mm-hmm. they use that. For the people that didn't see that conversation... Exactly. For the people that didn't see the heart that came with they didn't hear the words that were said... All they heard was all vindication. They, all they hear from one side a different day is, I was vindicated. See, all of you that are doubting me... I'm right. Yeah. And I always will be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, not with that force generally. Mm, pretty close. It, the spirit's okay. there. I'm the trying to be there. there. I'm trying to be generous. But okay. I've I've heard that tone. Yeah. You've heard that <laughs> and spirit. I've heard people say, I guess he is. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. take that as their point of data moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. This guy was right then, he was right then, and he was right then. Even though I see, you know, even though there's smoke all around us, and I don't see the fire, I still hear the fireman saying, it's all okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, sorry. No, that's, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why I ask permission to share that. Because <laughs> like, it sucked for me to hear it from my side going, I thought you were getting back to where yeah. you, at least some kind of central ground. Yeah, because so, you got to be centered. That's I think that's one of the reasons why you'll see me push for a self-deprecating humor. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and jack off my ego. The best way oh, I could put it. I'm so <laughs> glad you closed your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and just sit here and be like, I'm smarter. Oh, I, this is what I see. Because, no, fuck, I'm wrong in so many ways. So I'm going to constantly, even if I, it's a little self destructive in some areas. I'm like, no, I'll take that little self-destruction to make sure that I'm centered. 
Mm-hmm. I'd rather be centered. I'd rather not be that narcissistic douchebag yeah. that just thinks they're right all the time. Yeah. So if I would have gone to talk to him with that question in mind, it could have sparked a whole thing that I would have been unaware of. I think it would have. You would have maybe got, yeah, I mean, you know, he's eloquent. He's a good preacher and he, he, he would have told you what you needed to hear. Who knows where you would have gone? <laughs> But yeah. it would have sure been an interesting story to hear that from I think, the other side. Hey, I but think could at you the, go at into the... it now with good faith, though? Could mm, you go with still yeah. ask that question and be like, "Hey, I got a question," yeah. but then I don't know. I think, think I think at the time, at the time, I was very, very much in that. No, I'm like, I'm exploring. <laughs> you know, not looking for answers. I'm looking for. I'm looking for data. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure that I necessarily. At that time, I, I don't know. I think I, I was would have been swayed for anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe even put off by the answer. But yeah. uh, I would have I would have hated to find out after the fact that <laughs> that it you know was used for something other than what it was. Or... Yeah. So I had this heathen come up to me and ask me a question, and I led him in the way of the Lord. <laughs> It was yeah. way too accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. This, it sucks. It sucks when you're trying to like, you know, be humorous or be like the Babylon Bee and you get things right. Yeah. <laughs> do you listen to their podcast at all? I do not. I uh, follow them on Facebook and I watch their YouTube, some of their YouTube yeah, stuff. Their podcast I, is not bad. It's, There's so it's many a, podcasts. Chill. Chill. I know. I've, I've so had to podcasts. cut a bunch of out because I'm like, nope, too much. Nope. Yeah. Don't, just don't have the time for it. I have a hard time listening to certain podcasts. Anything too much like what we're doing, I can't do anymore. Yeah. Like mm. since we started. Interesting. It's uh, it's too easy to parrot yeah. or to follow a line of thought or to be like, oh, this is what these guys are talking about. Now I've got so many thoughts on it. And then you just jump on a bandwagon right. of, yeah. like, of topics. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice yeah. that we get to do this where we're like, no, we're talking about what we have around us. We're not doing hot takes. Oh, I fucking hate hot takes. But at the same time, I really want to do them. <laughs> Well, it's funny because it's like not Gun nobody control. else is going to have this conversation. No. Like, this is our personal stories. That's, that's why I love what, what, what you guys are doing, too. Yeah. The Brotherhood ep- brotherhood episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't even know we're going to title this one. <laughs> Fucking triggered. <laughs> triggered. <laughs> triggered. <laughs> Cults 2. Uh, Cults 2, the oh triggering. <laughs> so, yeah. I have a question for you, Devin. So yeah, sure. So, now you've gone kind of through a bunch. Uh, you're on... We will we'll call it for the uh, for now the other side. Okay. Um, what what says you're not going to go and go through it again? Nothing. I am. How comfortable I am are you? Very with susceptible. That? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Where's the? Is there any confidence in in salvation then? I would say so. Yeah. It's yeah. all the stuff around it. <clears throat> okay. Let me try and process so are you are you asking me then like what's my confidence in not getting sucked into another cult-like scenario or sure charismatic leader or yeah or maybe even just being like yeah this is all bullshit oh okay yeah that's probably oh, back that's into a deconstruction it's back into a deconstruction and be like i went through this once already but this this just doesn't satisfy me it's i'm i'm gonna yeah see ya okay no that's a fair question buddhist now 
fits my brawn belly better. <laughs> it does. I'd look great in one of those robes. <laughs> he would. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, no, I am not confident that I won't go through another scenario like that. Um, in fact, I think if I ever get to the point where I think, now nah, I'm good now, I'm probably more susceptible for it than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be able to explore and to try and live a life where the freedom is there to think for myself and to ask questions. Um, they won't always be the same questions, but doubt is always going to be a dark friend for me. Mm-hmm. Whether I want it to be there or not, it is always there. Uh, and in some ways it's comforting, in some ways it's <laughs> fucking scary. Well, it's got to be a little scary because you don't have the same level of circle that you did before as far as I can tell. Well, I'm here. I'm never going anywhere because fucking I won't. Uh, but at the same time, one of the things that I saw that helped in your last deconstruction was the people you had around you that yes, were like, yeah, 100%. we're not fucking going anywhere. No, no, the the community. The community. That was there. That dynamic has that changed. That dynamic has changed. And if I were to go through, uh, a, if I was to go through another scenario where I was considering apostatizing, it would be different than it was last time because the community level isn't there the same way that it mm-hmm. was. So in some ways that was actually, it was a bit of cocoon for me. It, it was comforting to have people there, even if the context for it was something that was a little, you know, in the end, not where I needed to be. You know, if, even I was, if, I was, that's similar to what <clears throat> I said when I didn't go off the deep end when I left. Because yeah. there was the people around me that said, no, you're not going there. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, I think, and again, I'm making assumptions here. I think you have a better understanding of who you are 100%. in Christ than I did at that point. I was like, oh, <laughs> I did, sorry, I didn't mean 100%. to say. 100%. I, 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 I am such I have a better, better person idea than who you. I am in Christ now than now, I did in, in that time. Yeah, now too. But even with the people around you, like if I didn't have those people, I would have gone 100% gone. But even when I came through that, with the even though the people were around me, I think I leaned on them and other people's experiences in Christ than on my own mm-hmm. until well later, lots later. Yeah. Now, and I hate to say this because it's usually a good trigger to get something to happen. I, I Maybe I'm putting something on you too, Mike, but I see more confidence in you. They're just like, this is the way it is. Nothing's going to change it. I feel like I'm a little more along that line where it's like, there's these baseline things that I don't think can be shaken, and that's why I want to knock on wood right now. <laughs> Sorry, this is MDF. Yeah, yeah MDF. You can find a, right here. This little there's so many things system. that I'm like, I don't really care. They don't matter. Like well, the peripheral stuff, but there's this one piece that's like, that doesn't change. Yeah, we actually had a similar discussion to like when Devin was going through it, because mm-hmm. Devin's like, Mike, I don't want to drag you down with me. You were worried about. Yeah, I didn't want to struggling. talk to anybody. He didn't want to talk so, to anybody. So I, you, you mentioned that on the deconstruction episode, I think. Something to that effect, where I don't want to drag you down with me. And to me, that was a thing going, I know maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Because if you're saying, I don't want to drag somebody else down with me, like that's, yeah, you're, you're, you're suggesting you're, that maybe you think there's something right with what the other person is already doing. Oh. Okay. 
a subconscious to, a subconscious biases to respond to that. We might have shifted to part two. Sorry, guys. Okay, fine. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> to respond to that, I will say that my thought was not, I don't want him to lose his salvation in Christ mm-hmm. at that time. My thought was, I hate every bit of how, what this feels like and the mm-hmm. potential consequences that will come if I accept atheism to be true. Right. And I don't want to lose everything. I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose my friends. I don't want anybody to feel what this existential pain feels like. Cause it was like not physically painful, but it was agonizing. It was the worst two years of my life. Mm-hmm. Bar none. So far, so far. <laughs> what? Why would you say that? Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. And I, in my mind, I was thinking, I don't care if I'm 100% right. I don't want him to have to go through this. That he's, makes sense. He's good where he's at. Yeah. But I wasn't going to let you go through it alone. And I think that's that would have been far worse. I, I don't know about worse, but worth the risk in my book. Yeah. Really, and, and and I was like, no, like because you're loyal to a fault. Fuck. <laughs> but that is like okay outside yeah. of the cult thing. That's what we, I, and especially I've said this. Like I don't mean it in a sexist way at all. We need that as men. Yes. To have that person that's like, yeah, I'm your brother in Christ or brother, whatever it is. I don't need anything else out of this except I'm gonna be there for you. Fuck. I that okay. If you're listening to this right now, I want you to understand that what he just said is true loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> that is what loyalty is. Yeah. It's not following for following's sake. It's not obedience for obedience sake. Yeah. It's not saying, no, you're wrong. <laughs> it's just being there because you love them. Well, yeah. Look at what Job went through. I know Job's not a literal story. It's a figurative story, but still the people that were there with him, they sat there with him for days and then they still turned out to be the guys that are like, what the fuck are you doing wrong? <laughs> And so, but at the same time, when you analyze every single angle of something and you're like, okay, something's not adding up, we got to figure it out. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And so. I'm gonna, yeah. Just being here. I'm going to ride with you until you're through this. Yeah. That was like, you know, I'll never forget it, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the danger of that whole thing is now we're just circled it right back. We crave that even if it's fake. And that's how a charismatic leader can fuck us all up. And, and yeah. I think that's a big that's, part of Yeah, as soon as you get somebody... part of the fuckery, it was the fact that it was a charismatic leader that led him into this. And when that right. guy turns out to be not who he said he was... thing Same. is, I've always... I've always been able to recognize pedestals. And when I put somebody on it and be like, okay, no, I need to bring that person off because he's going to fucking fail. And I need to continually reanalyze it and rebring it back to Christ. Because in the early days of our time with the organization that we are part of, I always had a kickback effect of he said something I don't agree with this part mm-hmm. and I you'll remember the very first sit down we had when we listened to one of his yeah. things and I was like I don't agree with this part hey Job might have something to say about this hey <laughs> and I have this thing it's not always good but it is part of what I do with this um, what, oppositional defiance disorder hmm. that I recognize in myself where I just I, I need to kick back because it's just 
fun. Can you see that maybe us brawns need a little more of that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a reason with that we go together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. so having that and knowing that I need to constantly recenter it on Christ and recenter it off of even a secular uh, guru that I see as Jordan Peterson, I'm, I'm not, he's on a pedestal to me. He's mm-hmm. another dude. He had a drug problem. I, I pity the guy for the drug problem that he had because it was an allergic reaction to a drug that is shouldn't even be legal. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I need to take him off the pedestal. I need to take every other speaker. I need to take Mark Driscoll. Fortunately, he faded off the pedestal. He was on a pedestal oh. for me. That was in that same episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It? Yeah. So I was listening to that going... He changed my life. He did. He was, he, his, uh, I think it was his <coughs> grace, his grace. I don't forget what it was exactly. His but grace sermon series that grace he had there. Grace sermon yeah. series. I don't know what it was. Yeah. He was one of the pedestal guys. Absolutely I, a pedestal guy. Yeah. Absolutely. But he, he didn't get, he didn't get knocked off that pedestal and I didn't take him off. The f- He faded. Oh, the, no. He was just no longer there because no, he, his pocket. He but the, that's off. because <laughs> I didn't see that, though. <laughs> I didn't see it. Now, looking back, yeah. I'm like, oh, I was saved in a lot of ways because, for me, he was a bit of a pedestal holder. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm Actually, going to... Seeing, seeing his swan dive, it's like, <laughs> for me, too, like, he faded from my sphere of influence. Uh, but I still kind of paid attention, but, like, seeing the swan dive that he took... I said to my wife, like, it was, I don't know, maybe a couple days after he resigned from his church, I was like, uh, honey, this is what's happening to the club. (laughs) She was like, no, no. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be maybe a decade down the line and then we're there. Yeah. Like that was that was actually one of the things that was the first red flag for me was actually watching what happened to Mars Hill. And that was still when I was that was still before any deconstruction time, before yeah. asking questions, before having issues with the guy. I was like, I just saw <laughs> yeah. just a big red flag and had this intuition that oh, we're doing that. We're just behind the curve. Hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I recognize is <clears throat> It's one thing to put a guy like that on a pedestal and, and have him up there. It's another thing to, I need to sell his shit. As a leader in this organization, I hear what he's saying. I don't agree with it, but I have to sell it anyways. And it's a betrayal of conscience. And when you're forced to do that over and over and over and over again, at some point you're just like, I can't take it anymore. And there is a, a existential crisis that goes along well, yeah, because With even at that point, even that in, even in the defiance, even in the knowing that they're not on your pedestal, in a roundabout way, you're still in the same spot they wanted you to be in. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, what have I become? You yeah. wait till they're gone. You pack up your Civic and you leave. <laughs> <laughs> what, what year was your Civic? Just out of curiosity, I, I, I wonder if we had the same one. 1993. Ah, uh, 94. Yeah, Civic Si hatchback. Yeah, oh, I, the, I didn't have the hatchback. I had the coupe, and mm-hmm. it was a, a. I remember you had a uh, purple. You one. had a you had a little uh, space heater hardwired <laughs> into it that you had in your passenger side. <laughs> Yeah, so when you plug it in <laughs> in the winter, it's still warm at minus nice. 40. That's a good idea. <laughs> genius. <laughs> I did that with a, tr- a, few, a couple trucks. And <laughs> I love that little car. Uh, yeah, I really do think that the, the conversation that we've had, we've been able to circle back to it. We can have the family. We can have the – because 
there are many sides to the same coin, right? The deconstruction wasn't in and of itself a, a, a lone part of his life. It was involved with this aspect of a cult, cultish mm-hmm. personality that went along with it. So, yeah. yeah in some ways, in some ways, losing my faith kind of almost saved me from being fully drawn in. Sorry, I'm getting away from the microphone. John, I know you heard that and we're like, levels, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was saying. You were saying, <laughs> yeah, how it uh, saved you, know, you in, from being. In some way, I almost feel like that time of loss of faith is almost something where God was like, "Here you go, you need this. <laughs> you need this." <laughs> so, so there's a bad Christian episode with the trans woman. Did you ever listen to that one? I cannot recall. Okay, so they were talking about a question that I don't think there's an answer to. When you, if you die during that moment of deconstruction whatever it is mm-hmm. what happens and so this guy was a guy then he transitioned to a girl then he transitioned he found christ transitioned back uh went into male prostitution drugs like everything that you could possibly do it he made a commitment to christ well before any of this happened mm-hmm. and came back to christ after it all happened mm-hmm. and his question was and he was like i listened to his testimony i was like wow like so incredibly different and you go google him and look up his picture and it's like wow okay yeah that's exactly what i thought you'd look like but his question was like okay what happens if i had crashed my car or i had overdosed or anything had happened in between and i know it's a theological question that's way off a rabbit trail <laughs> no but you're no, there's, there's a very inter- there's an interesting rabbit hole there what Devin's story is is what he needed to get to where he is today even though it sucked like look at all the stories that jonah and Job, like the, you, everybody goes through really dark yeah. times. Maybe not Mike. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> everybody goes through this really tough stuff, but it makes you who you are now. And I know it's a what if that probably, but we don't know. No. So it's, you see the guy, he was a solid believer. He fell away and died. Well, that's not that the thing. Is, it happens. For that mm-hmm. does happen. Does that's happen, the thing. Yes. They're out there. It's just we don't get to see the second half of that story so yeah. often because we see somebody who comes from a, a, a time of faith out of it, and we don't get to see the back we end. We don't see and, the and that's reconciliation. The, the, so, yeah, good word. You know, we we discussed white collar. We discussed my reading of the Great Divorce <laughs> in our last episode. So I know, guys listening to this, you're thinking like, "Oh, geez, Devin, get over it." But what I love about that book was. That was Lewis's imagination or imagining of those conversations that happened after that fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that's a, uh, it's a question that ultimately we can't answer, no. but I mean, in some ways you can light your imagination up a little bit to kind of suss that out. If I were to think what happened, what would happen to me if I died four years ago? Right. What would happen if I wrecked one of my motorcycles when we were out on a run. Because that never I, happens. Exactly. It never <laughs> happens. But what? just imagine, what if... What if I ran head-on into a semi-truck after missing a curve? I've almost seen that one. Not from you, but yeah, somebody else. Yeah, another brother, right? <laughs> another brother. Fuck, motorcycles are dangerous. You should all do them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, what, what, where... So... As I'm imagining my own life, I mean, you can only ever see things retrospectively. Mm-hmm. And a thing C.S. Lewis said 
was grace or damnation is both retro they're both retrospective <laughs> in the end the dam will realize they were always in hell and hmm. in the end this the saved will see everything that they've been through every sin every failure every trial as a glory that led them to where they're at right wow you know it's it's a powerful thing to think about and so looking back now i can look back at this incredibly dark time in my life and see no, that was a salvific tool that God was using on me. Yeah. Not to say he was predest always predestined me to be to be saved, because I don't believe that. But looking back, I can see, okay, I was in a place where he knew I needed this. And even though he knew it would hurt, used it as a tool, used it as grace. And I can look back and think, man freaking awesome like how many yeah. people get to go through that in the way that i did <laughs> where some people will be like i wish i never went through that you're like no fucking great that was i yeah, got i look back I and think through the valley that of the was, shadow of death that was the worst time in my life bar not i said that a couple minutes ago and also think what a great time <laughs> i'm so thankful that it happened so yeah, thankful wow. that it happened i'm so thankful i, I, I don't think experienced all the things i experienced like ex it's exhilarating yeah. It is. But I, I can say the same because even though it feels like rejection of your full family and you can't, yeah. you're not <laughs> part of a family, oh. right? Yeah. No, that, it wouldn't. I would not have wrestled with the questions that I did because it would have been easy. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it would have just been, oh, okay, this is what I do and what I am. And yeah. I would have died and realized I never actually believed and then mm -hmm. been in hell. Yeah. If, so, in, in, if you believe in heaven yeah, or hell. To get, to get back to the hypothetical question, what would happen if I died at that moment? Yeah. Because really then, then it, right wouldn't have been re, it wouldn't have been retrospective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say I never, I never outright denied Christ. Mm -hmm. That was a line. That's exactly what. The guy, the story I was saying, that's yeah. what he said. That was, never... that was a line I never took. I yeah. never, I never spat in God's face and said, I am now turning from you. Mm -hmm. I, you're dead to me yeah. or I don't believe in you. Magic sky fairy, woof, and all the world was material. I think calling him Even... a magic sky fairy is not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment where I was like, why am I praying to a magic sky fairy? <laughs> the, yeah. I mean, the, those are questions that I asked. But every question I asked was honest. Mm -hmm. They were never, it was never me rebelling. Um, and even in the darkest time, even in the time when I was the most convinced God was real, if the lights turned off at that moment and I faced that semi truck and just lights out, no chance to repent, no chance to be like, you know, last minute mm -hmm. prayer or, yeah. or anything like that. I honestly think I would have, if there's a, if there's like a, a disembodied soul, soul state before judgment, because like a lot of that stuff is very fuzzy to me. I think I would have undergone something like purgatory, something like purgation, not, not a, a fake in between, not an in between place between heaven and hell where where uh you know bad people are are punished and have a chance to repent or things like that as much as like i said because everything will always be hell if you're down everything will always be heaven if you're if you're saved 
but there probably would have been some kind of drawing out of hmm. everything that I was going through and realization of where I actually am. Realization of every bit of this is an honest question and an honest search for God. Be like a fast forward button. Fast yeah. forward. As you or, hit. or maybe like this, yep. dr- maybe this drawn out, ex- just <laughs> eternal, <laughs> you know, what seems like forever, even if it was just a minute, like, I don't know, you know, years like a thousand, thousands yeah. like a day, yeah, yeah. who knows. Yeah. But... I can just see some pastors rolling over right now. Going, no, oh, not a prayer no. listening. Not <laughs> All, <of> right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a but, pastor turn. I think that's one of the reasons I swear so much is to scare off any pastors that yes. might listen. <laughs> yeah, but I think I would have undergone some type hmm. of purgatory. It's a purgation of whatever sin is still there when you die, which we all will have <laughs> in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the tree just lays as it lies. You know, uh, yeah, but the, for that, my, my, my faults, I, I, you know, my faults can't live in God's presence. No. Right. But so, wouldn't, wouldn't my, my worry is that pe- too many people are going to adopt that for themselves in an unrepentant. So they lived a completely unrepented life and they're going to turn I around think, at the very last, literally moments of seconds of nothingness. And they're going to just have this entire lifetime of decision-making. Honestly, I think if you're doing it with that plan in mind, you're you, toast. You're kind of what he <laughs> first said. Oh, you'll yeah. figure it out. I'm damned. Whoops. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was a mistake. Because I just that, hope nobody that adopts way, that, that life. You, you, okay. The tree doesn't, you know, it doesn't sit as it lies. But at the same time, the the life you live, like is kind of going to be the, the, the attitude you take to the afterlife, right? So if you're thinking, I really, really want to make sure I live as much life as I can, as much sin as I can and get, you know, as far as I can before I think my, my number's up and then, and then flop over. Like you're, you're always like at that point, your heart is, I want to bring as much hell into heaven as I can. I mean, we're all parents (laughs) here. Yeah. Right. We know when our kids say sorry and they don't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't imagine God's dumber than I no. am. <laughs> yeah. yeah I hope it's not, not. going to work. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think there, there would have been some kind of experience of, of seeing resolution to the wrestling. I just don't, I, I really don't want to give somebody the excuse of like, well, I was listening to these guys and these men made a very clear point that I got the last second. Like I got, I got up until that. It's like, no, don't live that life. Do no, not. I, I I honestly think if you do that, you're toast. Yeah. Annihilated hell, whatever. <laughs> Annihilated. You're done. You heard that, Chris. Uh, so, no, and that's a big part of it. You're going to make the decisions you're going to make. Yeah. But, but at if, the same but time, if I you, think. But if you die, literally being like, I don't know if God's real. <laughs> I'm going to live as if there is no God. Not, not even if I don't believe but, that God's real. I'm going to live as if there isn't one. No, see, there's a difference. Honestly, searching. Yeah. Versus living with with the idea that I can maybe save this at the last second. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like in, you're in, not one, in one way, you're looking for God. And if you're looking, those God's going to be found. He will find. Right? But if yeah. you're, if yeah. you're just being like, all right, I'm going to take this with me. I'm yep. going to take that with me. Exactly. And you think like, oh, last minute, I'm not going to make it. Turn you rid of the stuff in my pockets real, real fast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, I you know. Missed, it's such a you missed your trajection velocity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dangerous way to but live. But I, yeah. So, like, purgatory to me is actually a very, very intriguing idea. I, I actually quite like it. I, I still sit on the there is no heaven. There is no heaven. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. Okay. I heard the, I mean, obviously I listened the, to the, the Chris Date and I'm the, lean that way, but I don't know about the heaven part. No, uh, imagine if you were, there were no heaven. You are only leaving behind your lineage and the life that you've lived. Like, you're living not for anything greater than yourself. You're living because you know it's the right thing to do. I don't need a reward. I don't need any kind of gratification of any good that I've done. I want to raise my kids so that they treat others the way that they want to be treated. And they raise kids that treat others the way that they want to be treated. That there is nothing. Maybe. And if I could do that completely selflessly. Because I want to just make the world a better place. Because I want to live a life that if there were a heaven, I'd be there. But if there isn't one, I'm okay. Because it's not about me and what I get. But how good I can make everything. Not just by giving everything away, but if I can just have this selflessness. But you need to have a little selfishness to take care of your kids. Because if you're just giving everything away, you're not being a good steward of the things that you've been given. So you're not making the world a better place because you're just self-destructive to everyone around you. And so can I live a life that brings glory to God or brings my family into a higher way of living and understanding without any reward for myself. And if I can do that, if there's a heaven, I know that I have done what it takes. And okay, if there so isn't I one, will say right now, it's fine. That is, that's salvation by works. Yeah, I know it's terrible. <laughs> it really is. Like there's no grace there. That no, is. No, but that's the thing. They, they can't no, that is, it. if there's heaven, I've, I've I damn earned well earned it. it. Oh, yeah. So I, when you said heaven as a reward, that was what as instantly, you probably saw me go, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it is reward versus like versus punishment per, versus punishment there. Yeah. Huh. It's like salvation is God saved us. That's yeah. what it says over and over. Saved us. Not reward for, hey, you did something good. Good job, kid. Yeah. It's adoption and saving. That's a whole different thing than yeah. you earned a reward. Yeah. And that's, and again, it's me working through some thoughts and yeah. through no, working that's, through that's things. What we're doing. And I'm not, but at the same time, there's no action that I can do that's big exactly. enough and to earn it. Yeah. I, d I, I recognize that. There's nothing that I can do that would ever Except earn it. Except for the it. prayer. Fuck it. <laughs> Make sure you pray that prayer. Fuck, last I minute, that. You got it. Yeah, that's the last minute I, thing. I, I, yeah. I even raised my son that Dear way. Jesus. He's like my son when he, he chose to become a Christian. I'm like, this is not a prayer saying, ask Jesus into your heart. Yeah. This is you making a commitment, a commitment to live to for live him. For. Yeah. This is not about you doing, you didn't do anything. You are making a choice now to live for him. And yes, there's certain levels of actions that Not have to come Not live for the potential hope that maybe there's a him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm like, no, you're going to live as if as if he's there and he did do this for you. Now, how are you going to live in this moment? I, so I there, there has to be a balance of, of works. I really do believe that. You have to do something. Because if you're not doing anything... Oh, okay, so that's that's the other side of the coin, you, right? Have you read the secret or the answer? No. So the idea, though, you can manifest whatever. I was thinking about that actually today. Mm. So you can manifest. You can just sit around and think, "I'm going to be the richest guy in the world," and boom, you'll be the richest in the world. It no. doesn't work. No. It absolutely is impossible. Because I'm super tall. Well, but at that way, <laughs> yeah, you would, right? Yeah, you'd find out if 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 
you could manifest whatever you want. Yeah. You would find out it would not be nearly what you thought it would be. Yeah. Faith like a mustard seed, man. Just, you can do it. <laughs> but the idea there was what you said with action. So is, is James, faith without works is dead. And, and so the same as, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's that whole idea. Okay, f- that kind of made it more real to me what faith and actions actually means. It's not living and doing these things to earn my salvation. Yeah. It's, I believe this, so I do this. Yes. And I think that's, that, that is kind of what I'm leaning yeah. towards. But at the same time, am I going to tell somebody there's no heaven? No. I don't think you can if you read the No. Bible. No, you can't. <laughs> no. That's the thing. I'm, and I won't. The, and hell, I'm like, the hell question, there's some interpretation things. But the Bible's yeah. like, I'm going to prepare a place for you. That's yeah. pretty obvious. I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, know no, no, no. I, I, I recognize it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, he had to say a lot of things that I don't feel like he should have had to say. Like, I don't know. Love your neighbor as yourself. You shouldn't have to say that. Hey, don't kill. Hey, don't covet your neighbor's shit. Well, These I mean, are things you shouldn't okay, have no. to say. Why not? Because it doesn't go well for you. If you don't do this, life will not go for wealth. If you have to say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, soul, and then you have to say, and love your neighbors. If you're loving God, you're going to love people. What? I don't know. There's, there's lots of societies right. that uh, had that very, very opposite ethic and were extremely successful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they don't last. Yeah, but ours don't last. Yeah, we'll see. You're debating from a, a well, no, lack like, of evidence. Let's, let's we say, haven't seen it not happen, I, there's right? Been lots of, there's been lots of Christian civilizations that haven't lasted. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the Christianity has, but oh. lots, of the, lots of the social systems haven't. Yeah, I forgot. America is Christian. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot that. Christianity and American are the same thing. Yeah. Of course it's the I, same I, thing. I'm sorry. I was <sighs> I forgot about coming from guys. a different... I would like, I guess I would I would argue from the aspect of like what Shapiro argue Ben Shapiro argues is it's a society built up off the shoulders of the Judeo-Christian ethic or the Judeo-Christian belief system. It's yeah. not Christian anymore well, it's in really any discernible <laughs> way other <laughs> no, really. than yeah. other than its its bones yeah. are built on that that kind of 10 commandments their bones are built on that love thy neighbor as thyself and like that, that that was there. It's a golden rule. Well, it's they, like they, my kids say in their Mennonite now. It's like, no, you eat the soup. <laughs> yes. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> good soup. Good, good soup. Good sausage. Fospa. Fospa. You got, you got that right Mennonite anymore. sausage. Yeah. You associate with these things that are Christian doesn't make you yeah. Christian. Like, yeah. Well, that's why I, but I'm I will to just tell say, like, trying too. to, I'm like, you're not a Christian just because you're in my household. Yeah. Trying yeah. to live that life, though, as a nation, always fails. Yes. Trying to live that life personally, like, it kind of always fails. So you can't argue from the, because it's the best thing to do, line of, 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 of logic unless you're giving it uh, existential or metaphysical stakes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because, like, I mean, there's plenty of sociopaths that do fucking awesome. Yeah. That's why they're like, why, why shouldn't, they're why shouldn't yeah. they be sociopaths and narcissists? Because it's yep. going pretty well for them. Yep. Yeah, it, it does. It does allow you to make a lot more uh, well thought out decisions because you're not taking into account, you know, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> and uh, consequences and everything else. It's like, no, let's let's just look at the best decision possible. Okay, this is what I'm going to do, and yeah, it, it makes for somebody. And if you can be charismatic to boot. Pff, I mm-hmm. think that's a. Was your dad a charismatic guy? Like, like charismatic as in, 
charismatic like movement? somebody you could no, no, no like somebody he, that you could look to and be like so that guy got I mean, his shit together i want to follow him like somebody that people like were drawn to well like i think i'm a good salesman and i think i get that from my dad not because i can sell something but because i build trust quickly he does that incredibly well because he, he, i think you so much he comes with a certain level of sincerity yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And that it's just, you know, everybody has a certain gift. That's something I think I got from him. He builds trust incredibly quickly. And then loyalty. Like, you would be so loyal to him, Mike. <laughs> <It would've been. laughs> I'll never meet him. He'll hear this podcast and he'll never oh, no, he meet me. Yeah. If that's, he ever that's actually this one. That's, that's one of, uh, if I'm going to sound really spiritual right now, that's one of the graces you've been given is your defiance disorder <laughs> as you put it because it keeps you from being too loyal to the wrong people it really does yeah, like, yeah. it's uh you know even though i think sometimes it goes a little too far yeah i also be like no he needs that <laughs> <laughs> so no, no not it, charismatic. It, it is a learned thing it is there's not it's not a it's not something i'm like oh i'm just a dick it's like no it's it's a <laughs> uh, you need to butt up against things because you got to see if they're real right yeah exactly sometimes you need to ask questions you need to you need to play for a lack of a better term the devil's advocate if you want if you want real answers if you want to see if something has legs and if you're not allowed to ask questions red flag flag. like if i can't ask questions yep even if i do it in the most that's that is one of the things that i was able to do for a long time is ask questions in a way that would get you really mad at me but you couldn't really get mad at like you you had no grounds to uh let's say kick me out or uh, demote me in any way you couldn't bring me down because i'm like no i asked i asked a question i did it in the right way <laughs> can't do anything about it i never it. wanted to not you oh I'm talking oh, about okay. others <laughs> not you like, i'm looking at I you i don't remember these talks <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not you. Other people, they know who they are. <laughs> and I could ask questions, but I would never do something in a way that would publicly make you look like shit. I'd be like, no, I'm going to ask you directly. I'm going to say, hey, what about this? And even if it's not a bad question, it was just a sincere question. And just not, there's no way to punish me for a private conversation. And if you are, it's just going to make you look like shit. <laughs> So that's do you do you think that people from your club listen to your podcast now to be like, what are they doing? I am. I don't know. Uh, There was there was one episode that we did when it came out. We had an awful lot of downloads come from uh, Florida, Uh, (laughs) Florida, where things are kind of based out of. So I wonder if that one. So you can geo. You can see. Oh yeah, I can see. I I wonder if that one particularly caught their caught their interest. But I don't think that's uh, something terribly. I don't think it's something that's really been a big problem. Yeah. Or... No. If anything, they're just being told not to listen to it, and some right. of them are good sheeple, and they do exactly what they're yeah. told. I wouldn't even be so... surprised if that n- has never come up. Yeah. I-, I wouldn't be surprised at all well, if I, I, that's I... just not a thing. Right? It, well, so we're not would... that big a deal. Yeah. yeah. Or they just, if we don't bring it up, no one will ever talk about it. That's another yeah. thing that could be. It's like, hey, yeah. maybe we're just not that important, oh. and they just, if we don't shine a light on it, because if they say don't listen to it, you got guys like me that are going to be like, no, nah, i got to fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> that was something my wife brought up about my dad's church was she said when when somebody joins or like you mentioned the people that join the charity thing, mm-hmm. they talk about them like these stars, what happened. But if somebody leaves, you never hear about them again. It's, Yo, like, it's yeah. just gone. There's there's no talk. It's just it's, it doesn't happen anymore. That's our America. Mm-hmm. It's not I huge numbers. 
Oh, you've got the metrics in front I of you. I got the metric. It just, just kind of shows the states. That you see colors? Yeah. That's our states. We can see exactly how many downloads in each state. and yeah. It's fine. Our better numbers are in Alberta and B.C. Mm-hmm. That's where our big numbers hit. Where your people are. That's where my people are. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for us, it was, there's a, in the, in the club culture, there's a number of ways you can leave. And, but traditionally you fall into one or two camps. And we're going to be doing an episode on that too. Out good or out bad. So out good is you died? No. Okay. No. <laughs> out out good okay. is being out Only is, is leaving the you. club in good standing. It means uh, there's a mutual respect left between two camps, and yeah. you know anybody is free to to interact with you as much as as much as they want to, as much as you want to. There's no restrictions on it, and then there's out bad, which is no contact. Like basically, they're dead to you. So and, in throwing it back to my situation that would be the excommunicated yeah, yeah. like yeah 100% you it's, didn't agree with something we said nobody talked no, no, to no, them no. anymore yes you and don't no. go to their house yeah for i will dinner. say i will say yes and no to give to give clubs their due um, properly understood excommunication or being out bad is something that's re- that's supposed to be reserved for people that are rats or cops Cops, if they're found out to be undercover or anything like that, and that have infiltrated, right? Or if you have messed with another member's family or old lady, or if it found if it's found out you're a pedophile, oh, or, pedophile's a big one. Yeah. yeah, there's a a number of of things like that where it's like, no, you've done something egregious here that you know we can't abide by. They're like respect gone, love gone. Like, we, you can't come back from what you did. And it's either to protect the club or sometimes even to protect you. Yeah. All right, we um, got bubbly water and flat water if anyone's thirsty for just water. Yeah, sure. I'll take some. I'll take the bubbly, please. Bubbly? Yeah, love that stuff. Unfortunately, the world doesn't exist in a way where all tools are used the way they are intended. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes... They'll just say worse shit about you, like, "Oh, this guy is a—he's a abuser. He abused his wife and kids and everyone around him." And so they'll say something about a guy without ever backing it up or proving it, mm-hmm. or giving you the opportunity to look to to find out from them or from people in the scenario <laughs> what went on. We bump and our mics a lot. You don't have to worry about yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like trying to be so quiet. I'm like hearing you guys bump it. I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah, it's edit it out. <laughs> and you'll find sometimes it's done for political reasons or to shut somebody up from being like, hey, there's a glaring problem here. Yeah. Right. And it happens way too often. I think that's another red flag is when anyone who's out is like the worst person in the world, it's a dangerous precedent to be setting because one, it's going to catch, people are going to catch on. They're going to be like, him, really? That, that, that guy, that guy? It's funny how much this parallels. Oh, it does. It like, does. It, it, it it's, it's almost like there's a game. It's almost like there's a playbook that they hand yeah. out. That's just like you <laughs> said earlier. Yeah. It's like, like there's, they couldn't be further from each other, mm-hmm. right? Like a motorcycle gang and a club. I'll still defend club. I'm not sorry. A gang. I'm it's the a outsider who doesn't know. <laughs> I see you guys driving around and I go, there's a gang. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not a gang. Cult. No. Cult. <laughs> right. We have great fundraisers. You tell me about a Bloods and Crips charity drive, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Oh, yeah? You can start calling them a club too. <laughs> you should see these legalistic Christians raising money for... Oh, yeah. 
whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I didn't say it was good. I just said it's not technically a game. Yeah. But, I mean, like, something's not necessarily... <laughs> but you know what I mean. yeah, Something's <laughs> not necessarily a cult to fall into those traps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, any community can do it. Yep. yep. Any community yeah. can do it. Yeah. Like, so I don't want guys to be listening to this to be like, oh, no, you're in a cult. Like, maybe not, you know. Like, yeah. But, you know, maybe, and maybe not where you're at, you know, in the position. Like, you may not be experiencing these things. This may be, everything we're saying to you may be completely foreign because all this stuff is happening in a severe year you're triangulated from. And maybe big, you're in a healthy cult. And yeah. You should stay there. And <clears throat> well, the thing is, it is what you don't make it. stay in a healthy cult. People. It is what you make it. A lot of times, what do they say? Um... A cult is an organization with the doors locked from the inside. You mm-hmm. you make it what it is. Right. If yeah. if if it becomes a cult and you are hook, line, and sinker like that guy, he had an opportunity to be like, no, I'm part of your community, but I'm not this far invested. Yeah. Yeah, you they... have not made the choice. And he made that choice. And then he's like, okay, no, I can't, I can't continue here. Well, and I have to be careful. I wouldn't say my parents ever ran a cult. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, but so when you yeah. say cult like or cult light, yeah. very much so. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and when it's like outside people uh, going, is your dad <clears throat> is is he running a yeah. cult? And like you hear that once, it's like no, that's ridiculous. But you hear it five, six, seven times from people that <laughs> love them and grew up with them. You go, okay, uh, maybe there's maybe something, something to, to this. this. But yeah. at the same time, there's a big difference between that and Jonestown. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> right. Like yes, yes. yeah. yeah. There's a big like thing a between time. that and Mount Carmel with the Branch Davidians. Yeah. I've heard no. they had grape, uh, great uh, Kool-Aid there, though. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. To die for. <laughs> too soon? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's too it was low. so easy. No, it was not, so low-hanging. It's, it's exactly. Low-hanging fruit. It. Oh, it's yes. funny. It's going to make somebody laugh. <laughs> yeah. It, it, It'll be a dad. I'll be laughing <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> die for. <laughs> Michael made the funniest joke the other day. <laughs> he said it would. Father. The Kool-Aid was to die for. <laughs> it's your comedian stage name now, uh. Jonah the bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, Grinch is too far gone, man. You can't, you can't replace that. Okay, if you ever do stand-up comedy, though. Oh, I should do that. Jonah the bitch. Jonah the bitch. I, Just, <laughs> I've I have coined the phrase so much. <laughs> I would do oil field comedy. I would just be like, hey, somebody the other day came from out of town. They were like, hey, it's cold. It's like, fuck, what are you talking about? And I don't know, just some kind of making fun mm. of people from Quebec and Newfoundland. Quebec. Because they're all here working. <laughs> you know, the bridge. <laughs> do you see the video from the bridge today? Yeah. Somebody got nailed it's, with a tire. Yeah. It's going all over Facebook. Yep. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, look. I saw that. that something happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's going every, it's everyone's like sharing it. the biggest thing of our, our town. The idea of I getting hit to by a semi-truck tire on that bridge Oof, terrifies me. That's oh, my gosh. At least it hit the right vehicle. Yep. It hit the mm-hmm. right vehicle. Uh, for those that aren't in the know, take a look at Taylor Bridge. Or, uh, what is it? Near Taylor, BC. Near Taylor, BC. Skilled BC truckers or something like yeah, that. Some I don't stupid know. Stupid thing. A tr- a tire came off a truck. Yeah. So it's, it's watching a semi truck go down the go down the the oh, bridge. The world's longest bridge. Not quite, but it seems like it. <laughs> seems like it when you're on it. See through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See through bridge. Yes. And there's another truck <laughs> passes it. And after that truck passes, you see a little a little, little a little a little black line bouncing that gets really big, really fast, bouncing, and turns out to be a tire, and it 
punts this thing right in the front of the truck. And if that and thing was the a other car, and launched the other way like a field goal, <clears throat> yeah, I could have played some if, ping pong. If it was a smaller truck or a smaller car, oh, if it had been my than, car, oh, you'd be gone. Yeah, you have no more a, car. We'd be having a very different conversation right <laughs> yeah. now about if an annihilationism was truly so, real. <laughs> so Jesse <laughs> canceled on us yeah, like you, a douchebag. <laughs> still here guys <laughs> yeah no, in so, Devin's purgatory <laughs> somebody said something to me that made me laugh about purgatory they say like no Protestants believe in purgatory too theirs is just, just faster <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of true <laughs> I was like ah. uh, you're yeah they're lot. like no you're sanctified in a moment <laughs> yep that's exactly it's just purgatory but faster <laughs> It works. it works. That works. I mean, so common what, ground. What are they fighting about? Come on. <laughs> Could you imagine? Right? <laughs> like, so much. So much fighting. <laughs> You're That's like, no, it. we were That's talking it. about the same thing the whole time. I did. The hell? <laughs> I did see this funny thing today. It's like, children are more fascinated with the box than they are with the present. And then it showed a child inside of a box, and it said Mary on the box, and then Catholics as the child. Because they're more fascinated than the gift that came. I could see that from the outside looking in. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I personally, I I don't like. I I saw that from the outside. Oh, looking you saw in. that one? Yeah. No, 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 not that meme. Just the, you can that, picture it. That yeah. uh, that criticism. I can see that critique. Yeah. But from the other side, I'm like, no, that's not it. It's both. Yeah. It's a both end. So it's a. Um, uh, asymmetric insight view yeah, of it would be an asymmetric insight scenario where I know white collar words too yeah that <laughs> was where, a where very it's good like word. you think you see something <laughs> like and then you can critique it not realizing that the majority of what's there is is blind to you okay um just I know we're getting close to the end here so I just feel like we gotta explain the word asymmetric insight it's <laughs> sorry we here, do have blue philosoph- co- some no, blue philosopher color. part is coming out <laughs> We do have people that listen that don't know mm-hmm. the big words. A symmetric insight That's talks me. about uh, how you believe you understand something better than the people that are in it. Yeah, understand. You, yeah, you you pretend you. Also, like we've been talking about all night about my parents. Yes, yeah, 100%. okay. <laughs> yeah, except you no, know, you would be the person. You would that be the has, person that has. A you best would have the actual have, insight. Mm, yeah, mm, to the best of your ability. To the best of, to the best of your ability. At least some of your at least up insight. to at least up to the point where. You decided to yeah. to hop in your it was, Civic. It was super weird having all the family, not just your side, but my mom's side too, come and ask me my opinion of what they were doing. I'm like, I don't know. Like, why? <laughs> but I was like the conduit between them. I can't talk to Marie or I can't talk to John, so I need to talk to you and see what's happening. I'm like, yeah. oh. I, like, it'd be like mm-hmm. all 16 of my mom's siblings sitting so, around staring at me going, what's happening with them? T- so to better understand weird. this, that we need to be, start oh a my call. Gosh. We need to start a cult, and somebody here needs to descend, or we need to bring somebody else to be a descend, uh, somebody who a dissenter, a dissenter, a dissenter, yeah. yeah. And then we can understand. Then we real. can understand it. Like until yeah. then, who are we to say yeah. what is or isn't? A cult? That's true. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to be charismatic or to be a leader, though. Yeah, I'm charismatic what re- to be one. What really sucks is when you realize that people from the outside looking in are nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. We're that transparent. I see. Conspiracy theory seventeen. <laughs> yeah, it's only a theory until it's proven. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, I have a lot of asymmetric insight towards towards you. I'm like, oh, 
this is what Mike really means. <laughs> I do that all the time, at least in my own yeah. head. Yeah. Or, or yeah, so that I got I got to check it sometimes and be like, okay, maybe I, I gotta ask, ask you. I gotta ask you a question. Yeah, make sure make sure your make sure your uh, your compass is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is something to be said for not assuming because that's the thing. We always assume we know things. Uh, there was this test done where they would ask you your favorite color and then ask somebody else their favorite color and ask them a series of questions, ask you the same question, and they would ask you to analyze their questions and you could give a nuanced, very complicated answer for all their answers. It's like, oh, they said this because they're a racist. I don't know. Just throwing something on there. And then when asked about your answer, it was like, oh, no, I just like the color blue. Mm -hmm. And so that's... That is a symmetric insight to a T. So, yeah. That's the best way I can explain it. So, anyways, All right. should we wrap up? We should. Uh, Jesse, do you have anything <laughs> you need to plug? <laughs> do I need to do a plug thing? I don't know. No, gotta ask. No, I right thank you for books. having me. Do on. you need li- like li- get life insurance? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Talk pretty sure him. if this gets out, then I might have trouble keeping my job. So, no, I'm just kidding. He doesn't work anywhere. He's a hobo. I do not work anywhere. No, I'm not plugging anything. Yeah, it's all good. No, I just, just I, thank you for having me on. And I mean, I knew it was going to be somewhat a therapy session. It is. <laughs> and so I appreciate the chance to explore some of the stuff and chat it out with you did, guys. Okay, you were a little bit nervous coming in. Were yep. you happy with the way that it turned out? Because I, I know this isn't one well, exactly what you were expecting. No, no, no. It's it kind of, I mean, I've listened to it a few times. I kind of knew what I was getting into. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I was only nervous because I knew that I would have to talk about stuff I don't like talking about. Okay. okay. But that's why I also wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's what Every I like now and then you guys <sighs> used to do that. Okay. Do you, so do you think, do you think that this that. is going to open up uh, a little can of worms and people are going to be like, so I heard you say this. Like, finally. Oh, like, for sure. <laughs> really? Yeah. But then I can just explain it more and be like, here's what I meant by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you have more questions, ask me. Don't ask somebody else. Yeah. Don't talk behind my back. Talk to me. Yeah. That's I, all I will all say, this is. like, as far as from the family dynamic, I have not heard a penny drop about any of this podcast <laughs> from the family. Okay, <laughs> I've shared nothing. it. You shared it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a few times. Yeah, it's like I've, I've seen that. I mean, you've commented. You've, yeah, you've commented stuff like that. But as far as like comments or yeah. criticism or being like, dude, what is going on with you? Like, I haven't heard any of that. That's funny. I've, but I don't doubt it. I just wonder if Have you it's from a, your family. I right? wonder if it's a we my, don't want to talk about it, or they're just really not paying attention. We talked about yeah. it on the last one, where my brothers actually called me up and they're like, "Hey, fucked hard," and I'm like, "What?" And it's like, "Oh, you swear enough on your show," so I thought I could. Sw- I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." No, and you just, did have your dad on, which trying. we were talking about before. It's really good. I think we should have Devin's dad on, or you should have. We Devin's we dad we do on. plan on having him on eventually. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because I so I'd love to. I listen to that. I don't know how open he would. He is to it. Like, That's he the would thing. Be, he would be such. He'd be very an entertaining. entertaining. Oh interview. yeah. I I I want to so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It would be it would be fun. For, we just got to get him a box of wine, and just let yeah. her go. Just one wine. That's just one wine. One wine. <laughs> Giant glass. Uh, yeah. It's it's it is a lot of fun. We enjoy doing this, and I I hope to have you back on. You may not be highly blue collar, but you can forgive He's me enough. for that. Blue collar enough. All right, ish. We we we, we claim the word philosopher. You still have you still have the stink of it from your old life. (laughs) (laughs) Does putting in hours count as blue collar? Because then I count, but I still have the stink of it. So (laughs) that's fine. There you go. I can go climb under my house for an afternoon, and then I can come back on. 
Perfect. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> it's a, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I look forward to having you on again. It was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you, guys. I enjoy doing this. So, Well, Jesse, cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. This was uh, very good. I was, I'm really happy to be able to have this conversation with you and finally ask some of these questions. <laughs> and yeah, Anytime. I, I don't think people Anytime. understand how much of an inside look they're getting. But either way, God bless. Don't be a dick. Music has been brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells. He is at Liquid State Audio. He's a guitarist, producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from the Blue Collar Philosophers.